all these energies making things tough. Hello and welcome to Loitering at the Tomb of Chaos, a Ramjack misdemeanor. Hi guys, it's Alex, and joining me today in the Ramjack Studio B is Brad. Hey, how goes it? It is going well. Hurrah! Hooray! Guys, we have a wonderful episode in store for you. We have some very interesting episodes of both Belvedere and Saved by the Bell of College Years to talk about later. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Guys, it's going to get crazy. It's also going to get slightly creepy because there is at least a a tiny sub-theme that runs through both of them that kind of links them, and that happens a lot recently. That does happen a lot. I mean, I'm not superstitious at all, Brad, but but that happens a lot. It's weird. You know, Alex, I don't think there's any such thing as a coincidence. Everything happens for a reason, you know? Hmm. And when you tenuously look for all the connections in life... I think you really realize that the energy, the generic non-specific energy that connects us all, uh-huh. it really forms the connections, you know? You just have to look out for those. That's what having your third eye opens all about, really. Just finding that energy and linking onto it and seeing where it connects you, right? <laughs> have you been? Have you done any yoga lately? I have not done any yoga lately. Huh. Um, been too busy? I've been a little bit, actually really busy at work with various things. How's that poster? You staying busy on that poster? Um, We'll talk about the poster another time. Do you remember when you said, like, okay, guys... Seriously, it's going to be done middle of December. Guys, maybe let's be a little forgiving on the artist who's doing a poster. <laughs> let's chill out for just a minute. Let's do in June. We have we have plans for something that's coming up, hopefully, fingers crossed. And there will definitely be marketing materials involved with that. Anyway, let's let's get away from that for a second. It's two posters to make. Um, I was going to say, to go back to the nondescript energy this week, I've had a lot of people throwing out nonsense about that shit. Oh, fuck. I went out for uh, lunch with some workmates, and on the way back, we were talking about random things, and this one girl was talking about, you know, the energy in the front room, because our, our office is, you know, separated into different rooms. There's the uh, there's the front room, there's motion room, and there's interactive room. Right. In the front room... It's also segregated by class and race. <laughs> really weird. I mean, it's still a wonderful working environment, but it does get a little weird sometimes. Um, but... She said, yeah, you know, it's just been, you know, I'm the only one up there, you know, this week a lot. And it's just got a bad vibe. I need to get something in there to get the bad juju out, you know? Like, get all that energy, just, like, get some positive energy in there. And I looked at her and said, yeah, you know, just generic, nondescript energy, right? And she said, well, I mean, you know what I mean. No. And I laughed, but I wanted to laugh at her because I thought, honey, what are you talking about? See, this is the kind of thing, dude, that I think you have to laugh at and call people out on, because they will just go on saying well, that shit. Well, I will give her this. She she presented it in a very ambiguous way. Now, I what what I said immediately, especially primed with what you were talking about, nonscript energy, which is hilarious to hear people talk about. We're automatically ready for it to be like, oh, talking nonsense. Mm-hmm. And I know part of me wanted to give her credit the way that she presented it, that she was being kind of sarcastic until she said, oh, but you know what I mean. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah, but like, Ew. the thing is, that's that's a subtle pseudoscience nonsense. And that's you got to root that stuff out because that just takes a hold. And when people we let a little bit into that a little bit of that stuff into your life, where it's like, yeah, you know, energies. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, I don't mean like actual energy, but you know, there's a feeling and when people start mixing that into their lives and just like letting it sit there, dude, that becomes a thing. I mean, you're you're correct on that. And I did really ridicule her for a second mm-hmm. by saying, "Oh yeah, like mocking her." Mm-hmm. But I didn't I mean it wasn't a time and the place right, to be right, combative right, right. with it. But man, I these people aren't even working on the same level you just said. The whole thing about like, yeah, you know, well not energy because they think that, you know, the fundamental laws that are quote unquote energy or whatever, the, the real right. things that rule the universe, this stuff's built into it. Oh yeah, yeah well, that bad vibe, maybe it is electromagnetic electricity that's a little oh. off. 
Like, they don't even go there. They think it's a mythical, like... Right. It's... <laughs> they think it's bad energy. Yeah. It, it's like you're, it's you're, you're like, energy. one step away from ghost. Yeah. At that point. Which, um, I went to a place in Cincinnati that was haunted, Brad. Was it haunted with scary ghosts? Um, if any place in Cincinnati is haunted, this looks like something out of Ghostbusters. Um, there is a wonderful restaurant. Um, it's nationally ranked. It's just amazing. Um, that I went to. I, I took a lady there, a lady friend, and we went to this place called The Orchid. And Brad, we have to go to The Orchid. We went to Metropole and rocked out, but we've got to go to The Orchid sometime. It is Art Nouveau, like old timey. Like it looks like it's turn of the century, almost like the 20s ish. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous interior. And it's fucking huge. I, I, uh, we sat at a table that was next to this giant horse, a mermaid statue. So it was a horse, but with, like, monster feet. It looked like it, you just, like, took it off of one of those old-timey maps. Like, there's sea monsters here. And it's a just, horse of the sea. But it was easily two of me high. Like, it was gigantic. Neptune, mount your trusty steed. <laughs> so there were two of those flanking the staircase. And at the top of the staircase was a water, like a, like a waterfall, like a water fountain that was all marble. Beautiful, like, just, like, inlay gravings and stuff. And at the top of it was this giant goat's head just, like, looking down. And that's where the water was coming from. Dude. And the marble looked aged and red. So it almost was like there was blood flowing from this goat's head. What? Why didn't you Instagram this shit? I, well, I was in the middle of the day, and we saw that at the end of it as we were leaving. I was like, Jesus, this is fucking amazing. So I'm, I'm definitely going back. I mean, mm. I got to go back. But apparently, it's it's haunted. Mm. Now, the funny thing about this is it's there was a guy who fell during the construction of the Crew Tower, which is the uh, building, one of the highest mm. buildings in Cincinnati. He fell during the construction and died. Okay, that's a fact. His wife didn't die on the premises of Crew Tower. Supposedly is searching the Crew Tower for his dead body. <laughs> And she really likes this place, because the second, the upper level of this mm-hmm. restaurant, because it's two levels. It's like this huge open space in the middle, and then there's two giant... Dude, it's beautiful. Like, it is a fucking gorgeous restaurant. Wow. And apparently it's haunted by... It's haunted by a woman that's looking for a dead guy that they just didn't find? <laughs> I don't... I mean... Lost him. That's what they... I mean, that's the story I've been told. Right. So, you can... I mean, it's a ghost story, so of course it's bullshit, You, you, but... should, you should have your mother and her ghost hunting team <laughs> investigate that. With her, the instruments my mother bought, like, she actually oh, has the ghost hunting no. equipment. My heart sank so deep oh, no. when I heard that. I was like, no, you spent, you spent our family's money on that? <laughs> she's our That's regular funny. Marsha Owens. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's 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 some of the ghost the spectral things I've been dealing with, the weird energies I've been dealing wow. with this week, Brad. Wow. Yikes. Yeah, it's crazy. Small community, about 30 miles uh, from uh, Newtown, where you know the school shooting was. Sure. Uh, organized a voluntary video game return program called the Violent Video Game Return Program. Oh, fuck off. Offer, it offers up gift certificates in exchange for violent video games, music, and movies turned in during the event. This happened about a month ago. Wait, wait, sorry, was it movies, video games, and music? Yeah. Books? Can you turn in books? Doesn't say books specifically, but I can only assume. Because, man, just turn in some Bibles. That shit is mad violence. Oh, yeah. I wonder how that would work growing oh. up. Hey, um, I want to turn in this book and get a $50 gift certificate. I think it's like the best buy or something. Um, why are you turning in a Bible? Matt, it's it's it seems lot. like kids need these more days. Well, actually, look at this uh, verse right here where it talks about, you know, how about you go in there and, like, physically abort all the people who aren't, I guess, what is the chosen people or certain type of people in this city. 
Let's have a genocide against the Midianites. I just think that's way too violent for me to be reading. I mean, have you read this? Oh, and the stoning people and stuff, and the, oh, I just... Uh, Nails through hands. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But I want to get that $50 bill. I, I, once, I, I hear that The Hunger Games is a pretty good book. Hmm. It's a little more exciting and Sounds thrilling. Good. I like it. Even though that's children on children crime, I'm sure they would be fine with that. Um, the collected items... Uh, will be broken and then later incinerated by town employees. Oh, hey, w- any programs to get rid of guns in that town, perchance? Are they uh, having a gun buyback? Are they having one of those? No, don't no. hear anything about a gun buyback. Just gonna buy video games. Oh, this event was the lamest event. Uh, God, it's organized by just the worst. Um, various community organizers, religious groups, clergy, um, rapist. When you say clergy, I hear rapist. I just—I don't know uh, if anyone else hears that. That's just that's what happens. Um, uh, a quote from the group, or someone in charge of it. I can't get a name for some reason. Um, there are youngsters who appear to be consumed with violent video games. I'm not certain. That's a good thing. Really? Really? I don't understand how people... I Olds need to fucking read, for starters. Yeah. There is... I, there's tons of studies about how violent video games don't make you more violent. No. In fact, I... And they just don't. No. Um, I did read this. Um, Kid, like, kids another... have been playing cowboys and Indians forever. Oh, yeah. Like, shooting each other up, massacres. I'm gonna scalp you. I mean, it's weird, but I mean, a lot of kids do that. I mean, yeah. they all play good guys and bad guys. Like, yeah. I mean, come on. Like, a lot of things that we do uh, as, at least in American or Western culture, has to do with violence. I mean, even in the most, yeah. like, we're Mario an- well, Brothers we're is you stomping on creatures' heads and busting bricks with your hands. But like, from we a- talked about how when you make a fist, it protects your hands. Exactly. I mean, only- but from a, I mean, from a very young age, we are immediately able to understand, pretend, and imaginary things from reality. Yeah, it's like one of the first things we develop. Yeah. We know what's real and not real. We know what lies and not lies. Oy. I mean, your violent video games do desensitize you to violence. Um, they've even said that it's a wonderful tool for people with post-traumatic stress syndrome. Uh, and I think we mentioned that on the show because if they... Especially, I know there was a study done that if you play violent video games before you go into a war situation, mm-hmm. the odds of you being affected by post-traumatic stress syndrome are a lot less. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make you more violent. No. Um, I did read a study um, about... Um, what will make you more violent? Because there's the misnomer um, that, let's say you get angry, and you're like, no, I'm angry! Um, used to be, and I have no idea, this never made sense when I was a kid or heard people talk about this, uh, people would, like, hit something or, like, take their aggression out on a punching bag or I'm gonna go running. That's not what you need to do. That that actually, in the long run, will prime you or condition you to act violently after something like that happens to you. Yeah, but sometimes it feels really good to punch something. But that... Feels well, really good. I got the scars to prove it. I know, and, friend, that's probably a bad thing, you know what I mean, doing that. Because the studies show that that's what makes people more violent, is conditioning yourself to be violent. Conditioning yourself to be violent after you're angry. What people should do in those situations are obviously remove themselves, let their emotions not get the best of them, calm down, and then proactively make a solution to either solve their problems or talk about that problem. Um, Hitting something doesn't help. It'll just make you prone to hit something next time you're angry. Sometimes it feels really good. 
still not a good thing to do. May not be, but sometimes, makes, every once in a while, it makes you super more prone to violence. But like, every once in a while, it just feels good. Yeah, it doesn't. It sometimes, doesn't justify it, friends. Listen, um, sometimes you just gotta relax and beat the shit out of something or someone. I, I I tried it twice when I was a kid because other people did it. Like I heard it in movies and like television. Like, well, if you're mad, something just punch your pillow or scream into your pillow. I tried it tri- twice and thought this is stupid. Yeah, punching a pillow. That's like. Uh, well, even, like, I felt silly punching something, and I was like, I'm not violent. Why would I want to punch something? Even if this, if I'm imagining this is the face of this person, which Ugh. there's stories I heard as a child about that, I thought, this is just dumb and weird and kind of gross, and I'm not down with it. Mm-hmm. I've never been a very violent person. But that is, I mean, that is what will make people violent, or acting out, and beyond, you know, just being crazy and, like, shooting schools up, I right, mean, right. for mental things. Um, it's actually being violent will make people yeah. violent. Pro, I, like, priming yourself to be violent makes you violent. Yeah, deal with your fucking issues. I would have to say that maybe sports would make people more prone to be violent, mm-hmm. because especially let's say you're playing football. They rob people up to get mad or whatever and, like, put that aggression out on the field. That's priming people to, when I feel mad and aggressive, I'm going to take this out physically on something. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that be a wall or, you know, your neighbor or, you know, your wife, who knows? But that's a slippery slope, and science backs that up. Not video games. Yeah, it's a video. Like, I... It's so ridiculous. I mean, that's that's silly. Like, I, it, because you're sitting on a couch like half days playing a video game. Yeah, I'm shooting all the guys. Like, it, it makes you it makes you less violent. Yeah, Not clearly. I, if anything, you look at someone like if you just watch someone playing a violent video game. Um, they're <laughs> they, just sitting there quietly, they, just listening, just like. Look at look at some guy that spent forty hours zoned out on his couch playing Fall of Duty. Like, cheese cheese puff crumbs all over his face that he's been eating one at a time, by the way, Lindsay Mitchell. Um, just dazed out of his mind. Does he look like somebody that's about to go into his school with a bunch of guns? Or does he look like somebody that might not be willing to get up to shower? I mean, those people are making hard choices about life. Yeah. And it is like, man, I really, you know what? I got up at 12. I don't have to be anywhere. I think I'm going to skip shower for today. Cool. And they would call it shower for today. I, they would They would use broken English in their mind. They would probably just consume one meal and it'd be like four Hot Pockets because they didn't eat the night before and then drink Mountain Dew. That being said, there are a lot of people I know who get super excited when they play video games, but at the same time, they're getting excited. They're not getting like super violent and weird. Right. They're, I've never seen someone play a video game and, and come away angry. I, I have seen people Ex- throw a fit at a video game, but they would immediately throw the controller down and then walk away. Like, they yeah. would remove themselves from the situation. Yeah, but it's always like, oh, I, why can't I make this Mario Man jump? I hate these fooey video games. I'm done. <laughs> it's not like people that are habitually playing video games. <laughs> it's like when your mom tries to play. Yeah. <laughs> My mother went through a phase where she played Super Mario Brothers 3, but she would just play the first world and then turn it off. Like, she didn't want to play the second world. She's like, no, I'm done. I beat the castle. She also played Kirby for a while and played, like, the first world of that. Like, she would just go through my video games, like, months at a time and be like, oh, I'll play this for a week. Stop, come back. Oh, what's this one? Oh, I'll play this for a week. Like, your family's awesome. But we didn't talk about your family on the last, talking about the holiday stuff. But I get to spend. I, we brushed over it probably. I, right? I, I get to spend an evening hanging out with your family when I first got to Tennessee, and it was a delight. 
God, that that was a fun evening because you were there hanging out, and we had dinner. It was some random soup thing my mother made, and, mm-hmm. um, and grilled cheese. Just like real, like hey, welcome to town. Nothing crazy, just a nice little meal and get together. Indeed. And then Lindsay came over, and yes. like it was a fun time. It was a good night. Your grandparents came over. Your grandmother made fun of ugly women in a movie from the fifties. <laughs> What's she doing in a movie with Cary Grant? She's too ugly to be in pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't hire her. Couldn't they find anybody else? God, I wish awesome. I, could, I could watch like Down Abbey with my grandmother because she would just probably get oh, so into it. Amazing. Um, my my family never played video games. Like I I think my grandfather tried to turn it on one time and like done. Like uh, turning it on was like I what I don't well so much for that. Man, I I don't think we will ever be like that. No. I mean, should we ever retire? I mean, that's not going to happen um, because people our age can't retire. I mean, right, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, the kind of, yeah, society, whatever, it doesn't matter. But should we ever come to like a utopia where like all our resources are taken care of mm-hmm. and you know we can live? Of course, we're going to play video games when we're old. Yeah. I mean, why the fuck not? What else are you going to do? I. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have a fun old age. Defo. Defo. I, I, old people don't have that. But I'm going to put around in their gardens and but, sit in front of the television and do nothing but eat candy and watch Fox News. Ah, but at the same time, there are things that like I've never like got on the bandwagon with and I don't really know how to do now. Like what? Reddit. I don't know. Really? Never gotten, I've never gotten into that. And I'm like, now people talk about it. I'm like, I've never gotten onto Reddit. I, like, I've looked at it a time or two and I was like, I don't... Ah. I don't know about this. I will say I don't like Reddit. I'll just go ahead and say it. Yeah. Uh, guys, if you love Reddit, more power to you. Everyone has their things. I'm not saying I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Reddit is good and has its functions. But Reddit is just gross looking. From a design standpoint, it doesn't have to look that way. But I'm like an old man with Reddit. I like I just avoid it. Oh, and it. it also is just weird to use. I'm scared like, of it. It's like old school tech. Yeah. It's like message board, message boards, message boards. And then just the grossest, lamest way of presenting yeah. it. Message boards, so message long boards to in wade through. Like, yeah, message boards is old tech. We got over that. We have All things right. like Pinterest. And we have Pinter- like, Pinterest is another one. I, I looked at it one time and I was like, I don't get this. This is weird. Still got the app. Never used it. Pinterest is pretty fun. I'm like an old man with Pinterest. I don't... I genuinely... I like. I need like a young person to come and show me how to use this so I can well, po- pin my recipes and whatever you're supposed to do with that shit. Well, we've talked about Pinterest, I think, on the show before. Like, it's basically a woman's social network. Like, that was something that was awesome, especially to see it when it first started. Mm-hmm. To see it go from this collective of kind of like artists who are sharing like arts and like concepts of things and ideas, turning and then slowly turning into um, just like housewives dominating during the day right. and the people creatives at night. And then now, I I think women just it is just for women. Okay. Oddly enough, because I a lot of guys I know don't pin, do Pinterest anymore. But I, don't, I rarely get on it. But I don't understand but it. Every Alex, woman I know is on there at least twice a day. It's, it's not that I, I don't choose it because like I'm a dude and like I'm I don't like I'm I I I would be there. I would just get. But I don't I don't get it. I don't get what's the deal. I don't understand. I'm an old man with Pinterest. I'm an old man with Pinterest. I'm an old man with Reddit. I don't understand this strange world. You know, this... until until I got the PS3, I had stopped at Super Nintendo. Oh, uh, the dude, video yeah. games. I was an old man. Alex, I feel like I could still turn into an old man. I can. The only thing that I never got on board with. Well, there's a lot of things, I guess. Now that I that we talk about this, but as far as tech wise goes, there's nothing. I mean, that's part of my profession. Mm-hmm. Like I'm an interactive designer by trade. I can't, I just for my career, I can't afford to be left behind on those things. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing tech-wise I think that I missed the mark on or are missing the mark on. Like, oh, I read like two, or I, I perused tech articles before I came over here while I was eating dinner. I There's nothing that's come out yet that I'm like, eh, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. Other than this, like, I've tried it and then been like, nah, not a fan, don't like this. 
Um, but as far as like concepts of things that popular culture like, never been into cars much. Yeah. I mean, I understand uh, from a machine standpoint that they're awesome. Like, it's amazing we can make these machines that explode thousands of times per second or hundreds of times per second um, and work for years with very minimal, I guess, uh, actual, like, attention. Like, get your oil changed and random fluids. But we make machines that can last that long that are constantly under pressure. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. And from a scientific and engineering standpoint, awesome. Don't care about the latest cars, dog. Yeah. Don't care about, oh, this one goes so fast. Why are we wasting that energy? They're gas guzzlers. I, yeah. why, I don't care about your SUV. Can I, I, can I go 35 miles an hour in the city and 70 on the, on, on the interstate? Cool. That's all I need. Yeah. I understand that a car, if it looks aesthetically pleasing, like, wow, that's a pretty car. Good job. Well, it sounds a good system. Not into it. Don't care. Don't, yeah. That's something that I missed. That in sports, and we talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I know you're the sports fact genius over here. Like, we got the guru of sports on the podcast. P.S. On well, was Alex's house, I saw a goalpost. <laughs> that was amazing. Live and in person, I saw a goalpost. What was also <laughs> awesome was for Brad to make fun of sports. And for my, I think it was my father and my grandfather look at each other like, what? Like, for them, it was weird that you didn't know what a goalpost was. <laughs> It still seems ridiculous to me. Because there's, like there's, like there's like an end... It doesn't make sense. There's already an end zone. There's an end zone. I was going to say end line. <laughs> there's an end line. There's an end line. Well, okay. I knew that wasn't there's, right. There's a line there, but you got to cross it. There's an end zone. Uh, like, a goalpost on top of that. It just seems just, silly. Did football start it's, with a goalpost? It's post? like a hat on top of a hat. It makes no sense. It really seems arbitrary. Like, it is just it's tacked a, on to the It's people. a hat on a hat. It's a dog in a sweater. It doesn't make sense. I want to know the history behind the goalpost. We need to look this up. We now, I would to. ask you. I don't put you on the spot, friend. I mean, you know, mm. that some of that might be, you know, you got so much sports facts just rolling around. Right, right. We'll give, but we'll save that for Never into sports. Never no. into sports. Um. Well, also for me, music. Like, I never got, whenever, ah. we've talked about this before, whenever you're, as a kid, you're supposed to get into music, it did not happen for me. Mostly, I think, because my family just listened to country music and gospel music. That'll do it to you. So I was like, fuck music. I don't, I, I didn't learn to appreciate country music until I was, like, an adult. Well, like living up here in Cincinnati. I still haven't appreciated it. Um, and it only takes certain kinds. Like old school country is pretty interesting just because of the time it was made in and the type of things. But modern country, fuck that. Country made in the 80s through the 90s, fuck that. Ugh. Now it just all seems like pop music. Like our, our old girl Taylor Swift, who was, you know, um, our project child there for a while. Or what was she? Maybe our... She was our, she was our yeah. um, project child of the month. Yeah. Um, all of her sound songs now don't sound country. Like I don't even consider her a country artist. I, I, again, pop music in general, country, it's uh, it's just noise. Just noise. I never, I wonder if there's other things that we've missed out on that we're just not aware of. So that Because things. we missed them. So many things. We just didn't get into it. Don't, I don't know. Because I, I can't really think of anything other than sports and cars, really. Sports, cars, music, um. Yeah, I think we're pretty much on top of everything else, Fringe. right? Fringe. Never, never watched Fringe. Oh, the television show Fringe. Never now, I don't count show. random uh, television yeah. show stuff. I mean, we didn't watch Grey's Anatomy. I'm not counting uh, that as a... We never got into Grey's... Someday, someday, Alex, will start our Grey's Anatomy yeah, podcast. Yeah, like, like all... I mean, it always was weird that I was the only guy at the lunch table who didn't know what people were talking about at Grey's Anatomy. I should get into that. I know. No so embarrassing. That. No one's doing that with Grey's I can't even joke about that. Uh, okay. I've, I've seen Grey's Anatomy maybe twice or three times. It's not a good show. I, I'll just say that. All right. There's something else we have to talk about, Alex, and it's a little, it's a little old news at this point. But I gotta get into it because I'm still fucking pissed off every time I get on the internet. What's wrong? This What's inst- wrong, friend. This, God. this ridiculous Instagram hubbub. Oh, okay. I'd already forgotten about it. I think that's odd because I was like, Instagram thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Total bullshit. And the reason I'm pissed off about it is because a bunch of people like had little fits and like, well, I'm not gonna use Instagram anymore. 
And the thing is, like, now I can't see your stuff on Instagram. And that sucks, because I enjoyed looking at your photos, and I'm not seeing them now. Everybody knows Instagram changed their terms of service, and what they changed it to was something that was terribly worded. Yeah. But then people on the internet started flipping out. Well, this means Instagram's going to take your stuff and sell it to other people. What? No. Instagram has shitty quality photos, dude. Yeah, no one's no one can use those photos. They're like 72 DPI. Uh, Reddit display is 300, like print quality. You're not going to use your fucking photo. No one's going to want no. your shitty photos on Instagram. When I heard about this change in service, like, I agree, it's badly worded. It is. And I think it is. I'm glad that the internet makes a point to point out when things like this are badly worded and Which could I be love the internet for that. Yeah, cuz things like, you know, this that is badly worded, it could be used, you know, in a more nefarious way. So we need to keep people, you know, vigilant on this sort of thing. That's great. And that's what happened. But the thing is, clearly, I from the moment I heard what the change was, it was clear to me that what Instagram was doing was so that if they show Instagram in an ad, then they don't have to make a fake Instagram if cuz you can actually flip through people's photos. Oh yeah. That's what it's meant for, because right now, because as it stands, if they showed somebody using the Instagram app, like, in an ad, then someone could be like, hey, they showed my photo in that ad. I could sue them. Like, it's going to be kind of long-winded, but any company wants to avoid lawsuits. So clearly they made a change in the terms of service that would get them away from that. I, there's also other things, like, I also think that part of it was because of international uh, laws and something about being able to use Instagram abroad, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, across state lines, uh, and they wouldn't get sued if people looked at it. But at no point was there ever an idea that Instagram was going to sell no. your photos to anyone, because they can't, because the, again, again... the quality is horrible. Yeah, Instagram, and what's wonderful about Instagram is it's good that it's shitty quality, because it's made for looking at on a device, yes. so you can flip through them quickly. That's why you can look at a bunch of photos and even then if you're on a less than perfect connection it takes forever for shit to load kind of like on Flickr yeah now here is where I'm fucking outraged because when everybody had their fucking hissy fit so many people I know said I'm leaving Instagram and I'm going to Flickr guys where'd you go where'd you first where'd you go second of all I'm worried about you I can't see your pictures updated and second of all you're going to Flickr Flickr once you load your photos on there if you want to get your photos back you have to pay for them they're the ones that are actually screwing you, <laughs> you crazy fucks. I mean, because I know this because I have I um a long time ago for my website I had a I had a plugin that used Flickr, so it was my only choice really. So I loaded like a ton of production photos onto Flickr, and then I wanted to download them because I couldn't find it at one point, and I was like, I have to fucking pay to get my actual like original quality photos back. That's bullshit. That is weird. I think um, that luckily I, had I found weird settings. No, that's the way Flickr set. You load your photos on and if you you can download them back in a smaller fi- size, but if you want to get your original full file size, you've got to fucking sign up. Mm, interesting. It's bullshit. Uh, luckily I eventually found my original file, so Good no problem. You. I mean, of course I had them backed up, but it was an inconvenience and that's fucking bullshit. Flickr and itself is an inconvenience. Flickr is shit. It's it's associated. It, Yahoo owns it now. Nah. Like Pass. fuck that shit. I'm not. I'm not gonna fucking load the Flickr app. I will say if you're looking for like stock photography, Flickr does have a lot for pretty cheap. Because if you're a photographer, you can upload your photos mm-hmm. and sell them sure. via Flickr if you like. 
But I'm not going to use it as a fucking social media. Oh, no. That's why we have Instagram. That's yeah. why we have fucking Facebook. So, or TwitPic, for yeah. crying out loud. I mean... So, people, if you left because of stupid reasons... Now, Brad's using harsh words like stupid. It was stupid. It was, it was an uneducated choice. Maybe you just didn't hear all the stuff. Cause Maybe when I just do some research. I got to work late that day. Mm-hmm. Um... And I asked people when I got in, um, hey, what happened this morning? Anything, like, happened while I was out? And they were like, well, did you hear the thing about Instagram? Apparently, they're going to sell our photos. And when they said it to me, I thought, no, that's not mm-hmm. possible. No. First off, we are creative people. Again, not to go back to the quality thing, but yeah. that's impossible. When would we ever buy 72 DPI photos for anything yeah. other than the web? And even then, they're squares. Like, yeah. it's the worst, like, framed ever. Like, no. No. No one's going to pay for that. I wouldn't pay for that. No. Also, stupid. also, let's be honest, if they actually were trying to sell your photos, like, directly, like people pretended they were on Twitter, um, legally, legally, that's not gonna no, hold up. No, of course not. Like, they can't just sell your stuff. Like, that would not, even under fucking Antonin Scalia, that's not gonna go through the Supreme Court. Well, isn't there, like, a legal ramifications for using a picture of someone without their permission anyway? Yeah. So, like, if, let's say they took a picture of us on Ramjack, just me and Brad hanging out, maybe an old-timey retro 80s picture, like, Brad sitting down looking up, I'm behind him with my hands on his shoulder, you know, ugly sweaters, you know, one of those. Nice. If someone bought that to print in a paper... Now, for journalism, I know it's different. Like, I think you do have some leeway there. But no one could use that commercially without our permission. Like, we have to sign a waiver for that or we can sue them. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, owning Instagram does not... Or doing yeah. that, that doesn't cover your likeness. Yeah, that's not... And how... I don't think legally they could even call, do something like that. I No, that would... Yeah, you could take them to court in a second on that. And we would... Ramjack would take them to court. We would yeah. get that money. We would get that fucking money. But, like, I mean, honestly, it was Fuck bad... Fuck us, Instagram. It was obviously yeah, bad wording. I mean, and they but it was bad wording on all points. So I, I kind of forgive people for being maybe rash about it. But I don't, come on. No, I don't forgive people for giving... I forgive people for, like, being concerned, not for being rash. It's a mob mentality. That's, it's a mob mentality. Like, Everyone was leaving, and they're down. like, oh, well, I gotta leave too. It's just, it's annoyed me, and I, I've needed to say my piece about it, but I, need I appreciate more, that. I needed more than 140 characters, and I don't write things on Facebook. So. There you go. Done. There you go. Use Facebook if you don't like Instagram. I mean, it's that easy. God. But use Instagram. Instagram's my favorite social networking yeah. tool now. I, I check it multiple times during a day, and it's just fun. Yes. It's Instagram. Um, speaking of fun, let's just get into some animal facts. We've been talking let's a lot it. of heavy stuff, Brad. We let's have. just get back to basics. Let's get back to the basics of animal facts. Um, uh, speaking of animal facts. Oh. Yeah. Dance, little go for dance. Oh, he's breaking it down again. I love how he breaks it down. He does break it down. He, like, starts going hard, like, yeah. I almost feel like I'm watching a a montage of a gopher learning to dance. All right. He does seem exhausted after a while, though. Like, after a song, it's like, oh, gopher, I I guess it's time to stop, all right? I like his last little robot jerk as, like, the song is stopped. Partying too hard, gopher. Mm. Chill out. Mm. Puppy dog with your tail. That is adorable. Um... (laughs) But let, let's get on track with some animal facts. Indeed. Brad, I don't know if you remember this, but I think on a few episodes back, I had mentioned something or posed the question maybe, I wonder if animals give gifts. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was in relation to. That was weeks ago. Hey, so much has happened in our lives since listen, then. Listen, you're always curious about what are animals doing for the holidays. Yeah. And I think that probably came out somewhere in there. And of course I overlook certain things like obviously cats will go out and hunt and bring food back to their humans. Sure. Like, hey, here's this bird I killed. But is that really gift giving yeah. more than it's just like to the cat's minded survival? It's not right. consciously giving you a gift. Right. Well, guess what animal does give gifts? 
<sighs> what animal is the most like us, even in our darkest recesses of our mind? Jeeks. <laughs> oh my, um... The sloth. Oh no, not the adorable sloth. Though I did see a YouTube video recently where a sloth was trying to cross the street. Uh -huh. And someone stopped, someone pulled over on the little bike and picked it up and just brought it across the street. It's amazing. Because it's crossing on its belly. Sloths, what are you doing? Yeah. Don't be fucking lazy. Sloths. Cedric isn't lazy. No. Cedric's always on, he's got an agenda and he is on it. He's got a list he makes every other week. And it he takes only, him a day. And he only crosses at appropriate crosswalks. Yes. With full gear. His little helmet. That's all the gear he really needs to protect his cranium. Um, uh, of course I'm talking about dolphins, Brad. Of course oh, dolphins, the dolphins would be the, the other creatures that give gifts. Your favorite animal. You're the animal you conspire with most to now, support humanity. Other aquatic animals have been known to give gifts to people. Okay. Um, there's a... What's I, a, has a swordfish ever given you anything? No. Swordfish ain't never gave me shit. Um, a swordfish did provide you with an amazing meal, friend. Let's not forget the That's taste true. of swordfish is something that will its, not soon for, it escape up, my mind. It gave up its life so I could have a wonderful meal. <laughs> he died for you mm. so that you might sustain your life. That swordfish is Jesus. Swordfish is better than Jesus. That swordfish is better than Jesus. You still are running on the callus, perhaps, that you may have stored from him. Yeah, and also that swordfish was real. <laughs> Not a fictional character Not made up after, nonsense. you know, yeah, a millennia of stories. Um, there was a a false killer whale, which is a species of whale. I, I, the fact that it's, we know animals are liars, so a false killer whale, whatever. Sure. Uh, once gave a photographer a large mahi-mahi. Like, during a photo shoot. I don't know why we're giving photo shoots of false killer whales, but... He, well, it showed his less false side. Yeah. Just... <laughs> snapping photos, quick pics under the water. This, um, this large false whale, um, eyeing him for a while, and then left. Came back, giant my mind in his hand, and he the well kind of went up to him, released it, and then kind of swam back and just waited. Ta-da! <laughs> and the humans were confused, and the photographer took it and a thank you, and then kind of gave it back. Like you would a child gives you something, and you take it and give it back to him. And the whale slowly went up, grabbed it, slowly backed up, and then swam off. Hmm. They think that that was the whale trying to give him a gift or a trap. Who knows exactly with yeah. false killer whales? He's it's not that he's a false killer. He's he's false in his friendships. Mm. And then he's giving you a poison fish. Well, as much as there was a bomb in that fish. <laughs> oh no! That he, that whale hates photographers. We got to watch the Day of the Dolphin at some point. On, yes, at we Ryan do. Deck. Oh, Day of the Dolphin. Guys, that's a treat. Um, uh, well, there's a place in the world, Brad, where dolphins and humans coexist, and dolphins for once. For and dolphins just give humans gifts left and right. Hmm. Um, this is off the coast of Australia. There's a resort um, called the Tungaluma Island Resort. I guess it's an island off the coast of Australia. Okay. And they've been having a program there where you can hang out with a dolphin since 92. So a long time ago. Like right. since, you know, Zach and them were in college. Um, since and, Zach was a single man. You know, <laughs> um, they would swim with the dolphins and play with the dolphins. You know, maybe discourage them when they try to rape the humans. Guess, who knows, sure, whatever dolphins sure. do. Whatever happens um, to that resort stays at that resort. But in 1998, an adult male dolphin named Fred was observed giving a dead moray eel to one of the staff members. Hmm. Since that staff member accepted the moray eel, dolphins have, at least in 22 documented cases, uh, but in many cases will just come up and give give those, those people that they hang out with every day gifts, food, 
moray eel, other exotic fish, <laughs> swimming up and just mm. giving them fish. What if that's? But what if it's like like they're giving them shit they don't want? It's like oh. Well, who wants a dead moray eel? Like oh, it's, oh, I dropped this moray eel on the floor here. Oh no, human. it touched. Oh, it touched the ocean floor. Here, uh, human. He would dispose of this. Take it. Take our waste out of our oceans. You, Can you be the trash man? Your women will eat this. <laughs> Stuff your cheeks with it. Spit it on a cracker. Do whatever you do with it. <laughs> Uh, but apparently it, it extends beyond just male dolphins. Like, female dolphins, children dolphins will give humans gifts of food. Hmm. Now, gift-giving is complicated in the animal kingdom. There's there's very rarely interspecial gift-giving happens all the time. Like, humans give people gifts all the time. They even have holidays around it where you're encouraged to give gifts. Right. And dolphins may be the same way. Because dolphins, you know, constantly get food and gift it to others. Apes, Fraggle pebbles. D- apes do that. Fraggles do that. Puppets do that. Um, it, birds probably do it. Definitely. But inters- like um, outer species gift-giving is almost unheard of. Yeah. Uh, other than humans, I guess. I mean, I've never food. seen I've never seen a giraffe give a gorilla a gift. No, why would that happen? Never seen that. But dolphins. But I would love to. Dolphins are more like us than we thought. They understand gift giving. Alex, and off the coast of Australia, they are willing to give you the f- scraps off the ocean floor in exchange for a hangout, in exchange for a mellow hang, for a swim. Alex, why are you trying to now? Are you trying to plan your Christmases around dolphins? <laughs> Like you just, I, I know you want them to take over, and you you think that somehow you're gonna be the one human that's cool with the dolphins, Again, like like that always... like that one black guy in the last Planet of the Apes movie, like that hangs out with him when the school bus people come. But I mean, when it comes down to it, <laughs> I want to be that guy. But I, I saw that movie and thought, why can't that be me? Because you don't have a cool afro. Well, not yet. And I just I'm waiting for a dolphin to gift me, gift it to me. And I think in real, I mean, if you remember the original ending, oh, of yeah. the movie before that. Those guys get killed by the apes. Oh, yeah, they fuck over the humans. Yeah. But maybe, since we've been a pod-centric podcast for so long, Brad, maybe they'll be cool with us. Oh, I don't know about that, dog. But but I really think it's awesome that other animals are consciously giving gifts to other animals. Sure. I think it's neat. And if it's dolphins, okay. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll look at you and just with my arms crossed and not run in fear from the oceans if I see your little dorsal fin flow up, like, start coming to shore. Hmm. To gift me something. Hmm, dolphins. I don't trust these dolphins, dude. Those gifts. There's something wrong with those gifts. I, I watched something recently, a very awesome um, science YouTube channel that will fill out random science facts. And they did something on animals I thought was really neat. And they talked about addiction in other animals. Which, obviously, humans are addicted to things because, you know, large frontal lobes, brains, you know, right, we're no right, longer right. primitive, we, we have all our wants and needs taken care of, of course we're going to be addicted to things, yeah. why the fuck not? Sure. Um, other animals also become addicts, Brad. And you know what? It happens to the, to the worst animals, birds. Birds can easily become addicted. What are, they, what are the birds addicted to? Angry, all, angry birds? Are they... They're a little... They love pe- angry birds! off. Uh, and they love to just peck at the iPhone screen. No, um, birds... Um, will often rile up ant colonies to to eat the mites off of their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, they will go down and just like just destroy like the, the little ant castle that these ants have just built out of dirt and tears. Um, and the ants will swarm them. And of course, they can't really bite the bird. So if there's any insects on them, they'll take the insects off. Also, apparently, they'll secrete um, something to help keep mites off or whatever. That's where a lot of this trouble starts. Aww. So, but there's some birds who I guess get tickled by it physically. And or just start enjoying it too much. 
to where it can become detrimental. Like, birds will just lay in ant colonies and just let the ants roll all over them. And then get up, shake them off, and then do it again. Mm. That's weird. I don't like that. I don't know if I, don't I like, like that. I don't like anything about that. Think about that for a second. I don't like that. I don't like that. Come, ants. Get these mites off of me. Mm, it feels so good. Mm. Uh, I don't like that shit. That sounds weird. That sounds weird. Uh, weird freak birds. Parasites are the worst things ever. Like mites, we talk about birds. A lot of these uh, things Animal Kingdom stem from this feeling so good when they're getting rid of parasites. Um, there is a type of monkey, I think it may be a capuchin, that they will get um, millipedes. Mm-hmm and are a certain type of millipede in the jungles they live. And they will bite them, but not, like, to the point of killing them. But they'll just kind of, like, gnaw on them a little bit. And the insect will go crazy, like, Aah! And it releases a defense mechanism, a defense mechanism that is, like, super deep. Like, it is the ultimate insect repellent. And these little capuchins will take turns biting these little millipedes and then rubbing them all over their bodies to get the insecticide on them so that they don't get swelled up by bot flies, which are some of the grossest things ever. But I think that's just adorable. Like, them biting these little things and then, like, rubbing their bodies with this little thing and then passing it to the next one. Mm. And then doing some (laughs) pickpocketing. And then, well, they also do it to, like, throw off the smell of other, you know, seeking animals, like the seeking dogs that might hunt them in the jungles for that mad money that they're hoarding. Definitely. Back at the tree. Gotta watch out. Um, Cabbage and capers. And of course they get addicted to it. They'll just stay there and just constantly just just rubbing rubbing their bodies. Scrub up. Animals, don't pick up our bad habits. Be like the dolphin. Well, maybe Uh, not like the dolphin. Alex, again. Maybe you start gifting. Don't get addicted to things. That's the worst thing their animal kingdom could inherit from us. I mean, we don't want the we don't want the capuchins knowing we are addicted to pills, right? Gotta oh keep God! That, when the capuchins that, yeah, when dude, the capuchins come for pills, when a capuchin comes for some Xanax, we gotta be like, well, wait a minute, capuchin, get your hands off those Xannies. Here, here's a millipede. Stay away from my Zoloft. I mean, come on. Hey, capuchin. Volumes are for humans, capuchin. Put those Addies down. I gotta get through the day. I mean, that might be a way to to try to stave off like um drugs and like marketing them because we should just monkeys will just start stealing them and they'll be like oh no there's capuchins in the warehouse and pretty soon your whole coke supply is gone oh i've seen a capuchin like tear down a room a farmer's house with all kinds of cakes and eggs and just steal them oh no it can make quick work of like you know but, your, your bags of weed you've been trying can to you, sell. But can you imagine a coked up capuchin? Oh, dude, <laughs> I'm not saying it's an ideal world. I'm that's just like, saying that I, that's the nightmare scenario, scenario we're going to. They start stealing. Once they it. become addicts. They start stealing it, then they start using it. Then they're addicted to coke, and you get a coked up capuchin. The world isn't safe. No, <laughs> we're done. Goodbye, farewell. It's over. Oh, can you imagine the way that monkeys just smile at you? The chimpanzee, like, grinning with their fangs. But to know that their eyes are wide and red because they just did, like, not a, not a line of coke. They just snorted an entire bag of cocaine. Ooh. Yeah, you're dead. Ape has never killed ape. But humans, they will fuck us up. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some animal facts, eh? They're addicts and they're gift givers. It's disturbing stuff. Disturbing well, stuff. Look at it. All right, well, I think it's time to check in with our pal, Mr. Belvedere. Streets on the China never mattered before. Who cares? Alex, this is a very special episode. It's called Inky. <laughs> and uh, let's just um, this was this was the start of a new disc. Yeah. This was uh, season three, disc three. We're working through these episodes, and just first of all, just to see like the little image before 
uh, just like you know what each episode is going to be in the title of the episodes, we've got some good stuff Guys. ahead of us. Like the next four Belvedere's are going to be amazing. I even past that because we looked at um, for a second we dipped into the episodes that had the commentary tracks, which yeah. is where we first introduced to the episode that I personally cannot wait for. Guys, no spoiler warning yet, guys. But trust, I, trust. San, episodes, San Angelo's coming back. Those episodes can't come fast enough. <gasps> She's coming back in a big way. Yes, she is. I can't wait. I can't wait. I love San Angelo. All right, all right. So, Alex, you're going to have 60 seconds, as always, okay. to talk about a little episode called Inky. You tell me when you're ready. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm ready whenever you are, friend. All right, and you will go in three, two, one, go. Guys, tragedy has fallen befallen the uh, Owens house when little uh, Wesley T's uh, hamster is end up dying. He's, he's dead. He's dead. They bury him in the backyard very ceremoniously. It's raining. It's wonderful. Um... Twist part, Inky's not dead. <laughs> Turns out it was all a ploy to get a dog, which the family falls for, and Belvedere discovers this and then decides that he's going to play along with Wesley T. He's, he doesn't want to get deported again. <laughs> he's cool with Wesley T just being cool. Uh, but then tragedy befalls again when little Inky actually dies because uh, the one friend with a giant uh, tooth brace, head brace thing has, was, is just inept at taking care of pets. So, uh, Wexley Tito learns a lesson. He gives the dog to a, uh, old folks' home. Uh, also, Kevin is throwing a fit because the Owens family decides to take out a loan to add on to the house because they need more bathrooms or private space? Insanity ensues. Uh, it doesn't end very well. Uh, and that's Mr. Belvedere. 59.7 yes! seconds! Yes! You're back in this thing. Did it. Congrats. I hope I can do that well. You just gotta, you just gotta get close. You just gotta get close enough. It's not, I mean, it's not a competition per se, but the first one who gets closest to a minute wins. Right. The last time I lost bad, like hey. it was horrible. But um, yeah, guys, this episode is insane. <sighs> they just keep getting better and better. Yeah, I, they do. I love Mr. Belvedere. Yeah, they do. How did I go so long in my life with never seeing this show, Brad? I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> I remember seeing like a few episodes of this when I was a kid, but I don't even remember this was like on my on my regular radar. Unless it gets a, a lot, unless it just gets worse. Because when we first started watching it, we contemplated dropping it. Yeah. But unless it just got, of course it can't get worse. I think it, it's only getting better. Yeah, it gets better and better. all of better these seasons on DVD? Why aren't... I don't know. It's weird. It's My, one of those lost great treasures of uh, popular culture. Indeed. Indeed. It's so good. Um. So yeah, Inky is dead. But oh. first, first things first, let's talk about this terrible bathroom situation. <laughs> That's what we kick off the episode with. We have a weird, like, oh no, you know how it's like to live in big families moment that's almost, I guess, thrown into this episode-ish. Mm -hmm. You say that, but Alex, let's get back to incest. Um, oh yeah. Episode starts off, we see Kevin and Heather in their, in their like, their robes come out of their beth their bedrooms, which are right across from each other, by the way. Oh yeah. We didn't know, I don't think we knew that fact. Um, they catch each other's eye, and they both run for the bathroom. Kevin pins Heather up against the bathroom door. That's not all of he that's not all Kevin's fault though, because Heather runs up to the door and then turns around and like almost help. She assists in this pinning. Yeah, down. this is this is a game I feel they've played many a times. Yeah. So I don't know if if whoever gets to the door first. Um, I don't I don't know what I don't know. They're playing some sort of contest. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming they're just gonna go in the bathroom together, unless Mr. Belvedere's like yeah. is Belvedere here. Fuck. They get to the door. Oh, someone's already in the bathroom. And they assume it's Wesley, and they're knocking at the bathroom door. All right, stop right there. Yeah. What the fuck is that shit? If a if someone is in a bathroom, 
Why are you pounding on a door? That's the worst thing. If you don't know someone's in the bathroom, like if you knock and someone's like occupied or something, or you hear a knock back, then you're like, all right, someone's in there, leave them alone. I, I feel like, no, I feel like knocking on a bathroom door alone is like pretty fucked up. That's ridiculous, Brad. <laughs> well, I, I don't feel like a bathroom door should be shut. It all depends on what's going on. Like, I, I mean, obviously, there's certain protocols different households have. Sure. Some people keep a bathroom door shut. Who knows why? I don't know, for heating purposes or just random, who knows? Maybe they're trying to get something ventilated in there. I don't know what's going on. I, people do weird stuff. But you knock if you're not sure. If you're not sure and you need to utilize the facility, then you knock. I, I understand that people do that. I don't like that system. But I do agree with you. Do not pound on the door. Definitely That not. is ridiculous. Definitely not. If you don't get a response... I, I think I think you should just make sure you have locks on your bathroom doors. So if so if a door is shut, like just no one's no one's getting in. Like there should I, I don't like the idea of knocking because then you have to respond. And I'm like, you're in a bathroom. I don't want to talk to someone. Okay. I, you de- someone deserves so much privacy. They should not have to interact with the outside world. But this is also people who you live with, which is a little different. Like if I was out in public, all right. Also kind of like, well, maybe you don't want to talk to a stranger through the bathroom. Ever. A close family member. Not gonna happen. But but now here's a solution, Brad. Because Belvedere doesn't respond to them. Exactly. He, except in song. We mm-hmm. hear him singing, I think, the British National Anthem, right? Like, My yeah. Britannia or whatever. Britannia all the way. I, I, don't, um, I don't like responding. I, don't, I generally will not respond. If there's a lock on the door, I'll just leave it locked. They'll figure out that there's someone in there. I mean, yeah. People will eventually there's test no it. There's no need. There's not, no. And then you try to open it if no one gives you a response. And if it's locked, then it's locked. I understand what's going right. on. Right. But pounding on a door, fuck that. Hurry up! That's like war crimes. Like, you don't eat things off the floor. You don't spit cheese puffs onto a cracker. You don't exterminate the Jews. You don't pound on a bathroom door. All on the same page of the book. Yeah, they're, they're all equal, I guess. All equal. Red, I, equal, okay. equal crimes. Equal crimes. Genocide. Eating off the floor. Eating like a bird onto crackers. Pounding on a bathroom door, all on the same page of the book. Because you're trying to hurry someone up. What does that even know? Yeah. Now, unless, like, you know, Wesley T's been in there for two hours and you haven't heard anything. Like, is he experimenting with, like, razor blades? Like, is he pretending to give himself a shave? In a family situation, there may be safety reasons for that. But in general practice, But yeah, safety reasons, sure. General practice, totally agreed. Yeah, if it's a desperate situation, like, yeah, it's been, like, a few hours, sure. But I feel like somebody gets a solid half an hour, like, before you can start intervening. That's messed up. Can't do it. Cannot do it. And the whole family's at it. Oh, yeah. George rolls up. Marsha rolls up. George can't use the parents' private bathroom because the toilet's clogged? Yeah. So he's banging on the door. Belvedere, hurry up. Hey, George, how about you fix your toilet? Yeah, when he says that, I thought... How did your toilet get clogged, dog? Yeah. Get some Mr. Plumber, get a plunger, figure that shit out. Yeah. Like, did you put something down it? Like, what what? happened? That's weird that you wouldn't be able to fix it immediately. Mm -hmm. Ah, it's clogged. Knocks on the door, then mom rolls up. And she slides in there. Ah, well, they're all fighting. Mr. Belvedere rolls out. It's weird. And that's how we start our episode. So already. (laughs) He says something like, early bird gets the tub. (laughs) But then he steps out totally clothed, like it, like he was just standing in there singing into the mirror. Well, see, that's, that's another reason I respect Mr. Belvedere. You see these Owen kids, they're all going to take a shower and they've got, like, robes and shit. I feel like, I, listen, I know a lot of people do this. I know a lot of people, like, they go, they take a shower, and then they come out and they go into their bedroom and they get dressed. I don't like that game either. I feel like you take your clothes into the bathroom, you get dressed, you don't step out 
of your bathroom until you're fully clothed for the day. Do you do you do that every day? Yes. Okay, so this is just how you choose to live your life. Yes. I would be fine with a robe. Like, I have no problem going to my room and getting I dressed. know people do that, but, like, I again, I gotta get into shoes. I'm outside of a shower. I gotta have shoes on. Hmm. Gotta get socks and shoes before you can leave. To, to put on your socks and shoes, clearly you have to put on your pants. Then you gotta put on a shirt. Done. Be ready for the day. So it's the shoes thing that does it for you. Like, well, I gotta have my shoes on when I'm out of a shower, out of a bed. Clearly. Sometimes when I'm in a bed. Sometimes when I'm in a bed. Or on top of a bed. I don't wear shoes into a bed. But I sleep on top of the bed a lot. With your feet dangling. Because you, your shoes are on. Right. So that that's that's one of the reasons why you're like, well, I can't put on my shoes. Just like, I can't get out of the... It, it doesn't make sense to get out of the shower, put on your shoes, and then go to your room and get dressed. Right. Because then you're naked with a towel and shoes on. Like, that's What, weird. are you going to drip water somewhere? Like, what are you going to do? Well, I don't know. Why, why, just, why not just, like, put your clothes on? Like, what are you... Why do you need to go to another room to put clothes on? Just have them with you. Get get everything taken care of. Be ready for the day. you got mirrors in the bathroom. It's a perfect place to get ready for the day. All right. Well, I mean, to each their own. I, I just don't... But, I don't, I don't so get that. So you and Belvedere... I'm, similar I am, in this. I'm just saying I'm down with Belvedere. I feel this man understands how the world works, and I respect him for it. Um... Yeah, it's very interesting. Now that I'm really thinking and dissecting that scene, I don't think Heather has anything on under the robe because mm. it's like super tight around her body. Yeah. Kevin has on his pajamas underneath his robe. Right. Okay. I don't know what dad's wearing. I don't remember what him. Maybe mom's also wearing just a robe. I think Kevin and Heather were just going to have sex oh, in the yeah, bathtub. Oh, yeah. They were going to have sex in the bathtub. Also, this implies that they don't have a shower and they just have a bathtub. Ew. It was 80s, is... but still. Yeah. When did we have showers? Like, surely that's been around forever. I don't, well, I know that like, my grand, grandparents' house, like, they didn't have a shower. It was just a bathtub. And, like, that's where I, I mean, that's where I grew up until I was eight years old. Wow. Then we moved down the street and there was, luckily there was a shower, you know, at our house. But, like, yeah, it's like, it's so crazy to me to think, like, people that just do not have a shower. I know shower tech itself is, like, centuries old. Like, we devised that a long time ago. But modern tech? I mean, come on. In the 70s, especially the 80s, showers, especially in the pit, should mm-hmm. just exist. I, yeah. Like, who's just taking a bath? That would take you forever to take know, a bath I know, that's so much extra time. Like, and, like, with that, and with multiple people in the house, that's all. you got to scrub a tub. And with that many people, you got to scrub a tub. You're going to be getting up, what, two yeah. hours before you have to do anything? Yeah. You're going to hope you can get in there in. for an hour or a 30-minute bath. Yeah. Like, that's work. And I mean, I know some people that are like completely grossed out and freaked out by the idea of the bath. I'm okay with the, with like a bath. Of course. But I feel you got to follow it up with a quick shower. Well, I mean, because you're, you're resting in a pool of water. Right. I mean. you, like, I, I, like, I'm okay. With, see, I feel like a bath is for, for cleanliness, but also for relaxation. But you got to shower afterwards to make sure you are fully clean for the day and for your life. I, sh- sh- baths are more about relaxation, especially now in the modern age. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time I took a bath. Like I only take showers now. Like it, it's it's almost weird to think of taking a bath because it's why do I? How much? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. But like no, a, not now. a household of six people, just a bathtub. There's not enough bleach in the world. <laughs> Not with what Kevin and Heather are doing in there, mm-hmm. either. No. Um, so that's how it opens. We realize, okay, look, something's going to have to give at this house. Yeah. It's probably the foundation of the house. We're going ha- to have to add on to the house. Yes. So there's talk about that because they realize that it's going to cost a lot of money to get the toilet unclogged for some reason. Like, I don't know. Maybe- yeah, that's the, the, the jumps in logic. It's like, Marshall's like, it's going to cost $45 an hour to get a plumber out here, plus parts, and they don't even know if they can fix it. First of all, what did you do to your yeah, toilet? Like, did you pour concrete down like, it? Like, what happened? Oh, no, I dropped concrete into the toilet and flushed it. I'm a, I'm an idiot. Aww. Get the plumber out here. 
Like, I, if they had small children, I could see how a child might force things down a toilet, because kids will just put things down and watch it, and they're like, yay, it's going down! And maybe they put, like, a pot of, like, soil or something, like a house plant, and then that would clog it to a point where you would have to get something in there? I don't know! Yeah, I don't know what the hell they've done. What are Kevin and Heather doing in Mom and Dad's bathroom? What is Wesley T doing that's clogging up the toilet? Do you think this was all Wesley T? You think he clogged well, up the toilet on purpose did, to run we, a smoke screen? Have we seen that snake again? No. No, I guess we didn't. Hmm. And they even make reference to the snake. Yeah. So, I'm assuming that all of this is something Wesley T did to also, like I said, cloak out his true intentions with his hamster dies. Could be. But, uh, just to get back to this again, um, so, as opposed to spending the however much money to fix the toilet, like, you know what, we should build an addition to the house. <laughs> It'd be just about as much. Owens, this is why you can't, this is why you don't handle your money well. Yeah, um, listen, I agree with that many people, uh, and again, but George and Marsha have a bathroom as well, so they're adding a third bathroom to the house, which again, six people, three bathrooms, okay. But are they talking about not fixing one of their bathrooms and just building another one yeah. out of the house? That's weird, that's a weird. It's like the height of laziness and just weird. They hired a butler. Yeah, a live-in butler. And again, Marsha's now... going to college, and here's the thing. You remember last episode? Do you remember last episode? Kevin, we can't afford to send you to college. You're going to have to stay home and go to the pit. We we can't afford <laughs> bargain basement pricing for Miami University, which is a steal at whatever the hell it was. I can't mm -hmm. even remember. It was well under $20,000. It was ten. Ten thousand dollars Ten. Ten for the year. Can't afford that. But magically in this episode, oh, the, 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 the bank said our equity is so good. We could, we, could, we could easily add on a little bit more than that. The bank said, sure, they'd be great to give us a loan for home improvements. You can't send your son to college. You afford a butler. You're going to build an addition onto your house. And then this is where things start getting crazy. They start talking about, well, if we do that, maybe we should add a den. Maybe we should add, or maybe we can set up a little apartment over there. What? You're going to build... You are going to build a new third of your house. You can't send your son to a decent college. You got two more kids that got to go to college. <laughs> Marsha's still in grad school. But when she gets out of grad school, Brad, she's going to have that law degree. I hope she graduates in the top ten of her class. Because let me tell you, lawyers, if you don't graduate in a high rank, you're not going to get. You're not going to get a good job. No. You're not going to get placed, kids. I cannot. I cannot imagine Mar Marsha being within the top hundred, let alone yeah. fifteen. Insane. I do well appreciate that Kevin is the one who says, I, we should put an apartment over the garage. Because he's thinking about himself. Of course, right. that makes sense. Like, yeah. But then Marcia says, well, that'd be great. That way, you know, I don't disturb anyone when I come home from, you know, law school and I got to study. And, you know, if I need to, if I come home late, I can just sneak up there and go to bed. Meaning I'm going to hide from George in another room of yeah. the house. You mean, like, you're slowly working your way out of the family. You've already abdicated your motherly responsibilities by giving them to Belvedere. Mm -hmm. You're just using George to pay for school so you can get a little bit farther away from the family. Now you're actually going to move out of your bedroom, basically. And once you have your degree, you're gone, aren't you? I mean, she could live in a self, you know, a self-sufficient apartment over the garage without ever interacting with the rest of the fam. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that hair already is just, like, a way of secluding herself from the rest of the world. I mean, did she say... I think she also mentioned about adding a salon room, maybe? I With an with a, with a on-staff... Uh, I guess it takes some time to build up that Jenga <laughs> monstrosity on her skull. I mean, it does look like if you put one strand out of place, the whole thing would collapse. Yeah. The four inches it is off of her head. Yeah. Bizarre. I don't remember what Dad asked for something. I, I know later they say something about a trophy room, but Heather asked for something, and I can't remember what Heather, that is. Heather was talking about, like, a gym and a sauna. Belvedere wants a bowling alley, but that's a pipe dream. He knows that. Yeah. 
Like, it's insane. They the shit they're talking about. But Wesley, uh, I mean, Kevin should throw a fit. I, I looked at Brad at one point while we were watching it and said, Kevin should be throwing a fit. Absolutely. He should be throwing a fucking he's fit. Got, he's got to work and Mr. Cluck's chicken and go to school at the pit. The pit. Ew. I mean, long story short on that, because nothing else really manifests from this mm. let's add stuff to the house, other than they might get a pool, which throws a spoke, yeah, like what's a stick that about? a spoke of they, Wesley's At some plans. point they decide they're not only going to build these additions to the house, they're also going to build a pool in the backyard. How much money are they getting from the bank to, like, a home improvement loan? Is Heather not oh, worried about her future? <laughs> no. Heather doesn't know. They don't, Heather's not going to go to college. We know this. Oh, Heather. That's sad, but she's not going to go to college. Oh, um, yeah. But they, it kind of gets dropped. Eventually they're like, nah, I guess we won't do anything. Well, Belvedere, like, points out the ridiculousness of their ways by, like, all right, guys, you've got had all these ideas for additions to the house. I'm going to make a scale model to show you what the new house is going to look like. And it's, of course, ridiculous with, like, 50 rooms and, like, a moat. And it looks like a castle. And they're like, all right, I guess you're right, Mr. Belvedere. We got a little... <laughs> Yeah, we got a little crazy. So we're not going to do anything. And Kevin's still going to the pit. And we're going to forget all of our hopes and dreams. Because really, despite what the lyrics of the theme song says, Pernasek pointed this out on Twitter um, after the last episode, this show is really about settling for mediocrity (laughs) at all costs. (laughs) And really, that made me realize that the lyrics of the theme song are just just a cruel, cruel, cruel commentary by a narrator that realizes the folly of their hopes and dreams. Mm. They're never going to live the good life. They need all the help they can get, for crying out loud. But it's never going to work out. We just might live the good life yet. But it's always going to be just out of reach. You're always going to fail, Owen's family. Settle for mediocrity. Go to the pit. I would give anything if later Marsha never graduates from law school. Oh, seriously. I hope she doesn't. I hope she just changes her mind and decides to, like open a fucking diner that fails. I think everything they do fails. But that's 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 that whole sub-story. Yeah, yeah. But now let's get to the meat of this. Let's get to it. Inky is dead. That must be known if anything good is to come of this story. <laughs> I mean, he was a good he was a good hamster. Um, apparently, I mean, he's dead, so they have a burial in the back. Right. Like, they have a little wake. Um, everyone's got umbrellas out. They dig, like, maybe half a foot into the ground and put a few box in it. Yes. Horrible. I, you don't do that when you're burying an animal or anything. So, Wesley T. says some words. We find out that he got Winky when Dad took him to the pet store to get out of the house because him and Marsha were arguing about Dad's new secretary. Yeah. His hot, young secretary. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they were arguing about that. It's kind of... Why would they argue about that, Brad? I Ugh. was like, George is going to cheat on Marsha. I mean, he will with, like, an old broad. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be worried about young well, he, broads. He fucking kissed an old broad. Like, yeah. Okay. So maybe there's less of a cognitive I mean, distance for him if it's, like, a young... Oh, yeah, this chick. Right. I mean, come on. George is an old man. Yeah. That's not going to know. Ah. No one cares about that. Though I did apparently read in your Cosmo magazine. Um, no, that was in your Maxim magazine, not Cosmo. Guys, why am I getting these weird <laughs> fucking magazines? <laughs> Who's sending these to me? Who's sending me all the sexist magazines? I want to say, let me look up the exact thing because I don't want to get this wrong. Mm-hmm. Because it was still, it was something about the percentage of women who would sleep with their boss. 10% of women uh, who have hooked up with their bosses mm. out of, uh, I guess, the 5,000 women they queued in this. Cool. 10% of them had hooked up with their boss. Wow. So this girl, may maybe Marja had, had uh, maybe I guess, grounds for suspicion. Maybe. I did have a conversation with um, 
some of my friends at work, or just, I guess, friends, uh, over lunch once about how cool they were with their significant others hanging out with other people, mm-hmm. like, alone. And, like, would you would they be cool with maybe their boyfriends, like, hanging out with one of their really close girlfriends? Mm-hmm. And they said, it depends on the girl. Really? And I thought, what, is the other, what does that even mean? I, well, it depends on the girl. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's like... Oh, I got no use for jealousy. Yeah. Zero. I, that doesn't make any... S- no. It depends on the girl, because that's also putting onus on the girl, not right. the boyfriend. Like, oh, right. the girl would still... She might try to. She might be trying to steal my man. She's, what, is she going to use her evil magic powers to entrance him with her magical evil wiles, and he's incapable of... Yeah, there's that part. I, Ugh. I, that's weird. That is bizarre. I don't like that. Um... I'm just adding random things to this story because I thought that was one of the most interesting parts of this because we didn't really see that on screen, like this whole argument and then going to the pet store. So this, you know... Who knows? Belvedere happens when we're not seeing it. There's a lot of things that happen. So I'm just saying that... Yes, you got to read between the lines. Yeah, you got to read between the lines, but the canon is rife for a Knights Network takeover of Belvedere. I mean, we're going to go back and tell those stories that they did get a chance to tell. Yeah, we're going to tell those stories. We're going to tell the Seal stories. (laughs) There's a lot of stories to tell, The first whole season of... uh, Welcome back, Belvedere is mm-hmm. is the Seal saga. Welcome back. <laughs> we talk about how the Seal had to deal with all this, but uh, George tells Wesley when they're at the pet shop that snakes are on sale. Let's go look at the snakes. I don't know why snakes are on sale. That's kind of scary, actually. That like boa constrictors would be like buy one get one free. <laughs> but <laughs> so, but then Wesley, in an in, in uncharacteristic, I would think, sentiment saves one of the hamsters that's about to get fed to these snakes. Yeah. Don't they usually feed mice to the snakes? Yeah, I, don't I didn't know, know they feed a hamster. What a treat. A hamster, right? Oof. So he saves them. He saves him, and that is Inky. That's Inky. That's where they met. Two years prior. Two years. Um. So they have, like, a ridiculous over-the-tops um, burial for Inky. Like, Wesley makes everyone shovel, like, a tiny little shovel of dirt onto the box, which should take, like, five seconds. Yeah. Everyone says something nice about Inky. He was a he was a good he was a good rodent. All right. Never had a bad thing to say about anybody. That's what Belvedere adds. Yeah. You notice that Wesley are, uh, drops in the ceremony. He's like, "Yeah, we went to the pet store. I was looking at the puppies because, of course, I always wanted a dog." Just throwing that in there Working from the very con. beginning. Working that long con. He's a true con artist. True that. Only problem is he's a child and he doesn't understand his emotions enough yet. Mm. That's, that's where his folly lies. Yeah. In youth. Um. Mom sings "Amazing Grace." Gross. Gross. It's the worst. Yeah. So Wesley's very upset um, about the hamster dying. Um, Belvedere and George go up to like comfort him. They bring him some cookies and some marshmallows. Wesley tells a story about how he used to take marshmallows from his cocoa and feed it to Inky. And he would like get sick and throw up. And I was immediately like, oh, he, he poisoned that hamster. Oh, yeah. I think we were just like, yeah, yeah he poisoned the hamster. He, he killed dead. the hamster to get a dog. He tortured that. Because George says something like, well, what if we go get you a new hamster? We can't replace Inky. I'm never going to have another hamster. How could you do that? You couldn't even replace Inky with a dog, Dad. Get out of my room! Leave the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then something else comes up, and, like, he's he says something, like... He says something about Lassie. No, he... that's that happens later. That... If he says something about Lassie, I we need to take a minute and really think about the energies that are running through this podcast because they do say that in Saved by the Bell. Oh, that's right. Because Slater says something. Or I'm Sanchez, my apologies. Well, Wesley, Wesley whistles the Lassie theme song. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Whoa. Fuck. See, Whoa. these shows, when these energy, when the Alex sometimes, <laughs> when the energies in the universe start just getting together and you see the connections, it's really like it opens up your mind and you can see all the connections in the world. And I think that's what God is. 
I think God is the tenuous connections that we draw between things. I think God. I, I I'm gonna be brave here. I'm gonna be really okay, brave. Right. I'm gonna say something out, really friend. brave. I think God is. It's the confirmation bias in the universe that we all see. It's the pareidolia what we create mm. when we realize the connections that really exist between everything. Mm-hmm. You know, really, if you think about it, we're all the same matter. We're all the same thing. We're all connected, and that's energy. And if you look at that like on a grid and think about the way that all works together, that's God. We're all God. God is love, and we're that. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Fuck you. And what the fuck's a ghost? <laughs> So yeah, uh, Wesley whistles the the Lassie theme and goes out to, to, to Inky's burial site to to pay his respects again. He's bought flowers. He's got a wreath. Like he's working this con. And George is like, you know what? I'll be back. Clearly, he's going to my dog. Wesley's dropped enough hints. So he gets a dog. He gets a, a dog. It's a poodle slash Saint Bernard. What does he call it? A, a strudel or something? A strudel. Yeah. And he's like, you just made that up. Ha ha. And then I think Kevin, like, pats him on the shoulders, like, you're getting old, Dad. <laughs> That's right, Father. You're going to be okay. That was a real good one, Pops. Like, we're going to have to, like, oh, we're going to have to, like, put him in a home I think soon. he's, I think he's cut off his meds. You know what would The help? dementia's kicking in. You know what would help clear up that bathroom in the mornings? Putting Dad in a home. <laughs> <laughs> and then Marsh's like, no, I've still got a couple of years of school. I need him to pay for it. After I'm out of school, it doesn't matter. <laughs> what, is, what do you mean, Mom? I, well, yeah, you're on your own. Um, Nothing. <laughs> I want to get away from you people. I'm getting the job. I will. Um, I'll be able to support us with my luck. I. I. Well, you can't do that to your father. <laughs> they're really keeping. They're really keeping Kevin there so that he can become the breadwinner for the family when Marsha leaves. Yeah. Like that was for Marsha's sake only. Yeah. Um. I mean, you think we're joking, guys, but I, I'm pretty sure I'm that's pretty what the sure. show's talking about. That's, that's what the last season is. Where's mom? <laughs> season premiere. Where's mom? She left us a note. She says, I'm sorry, I can't live with you people any longer. Farewell. A very special Belvedere. Ooh. Um, so yeah, he gets his dog. Gets his dog. The dog's a little bit of a handful. He is. He's always digging. Always digging. Which has got Wesley worried. Oh no, what if he digs up Inky? Um, we also find out, again, Inky isn't dead. Right. Uh, Braceface comes over. Uh, (laughs) Braceface. (laughs) Nice. We remember his little friend. I do love that they bring characters back. Yeah. Except for that one bitch in the last episode, but whatever, we don't care about her. Um, (laughs) I love, oh, what if they bring back that one, uh, slut that... Uh, Kevin almost raped. Oh, that'll be a good episode to see how she's. Easy, easy, I, look, her? I'm using harsh terms. I don't mean she's not a slut. Obviously, um, what was her name? Easy, easy, easy Sweeney. Easy Sweeney. Easy Sweeney. When do you come back? God, they got to bring her back. Please, like reformed and just like helping out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be great. That'll be yeah. good. That'll be a good one. Her and Sad Angela on the town. <laughs> um, so. Braceface comes over, the little kid that has like this huge like apparatus on his head. I don't understand why he has to wear this during the day. I thought you only wore that at night. Yeah. It's not even connected to his braces. Like he has full motion in his whatever. It doesn't matter. Um he comes over and we find out that this has been Wesley T's plan all along. He right. faked Inky's death and gave them to a friend to watch for a few weeks right. until it was safe to bring him back. Which he brings him back in an awesome A-team lunchbox. Oh yeah. Which we noticed, like, Brad says, what is that? And I said, is that Mr. T? And then they actually speak yeah. it out. He's like, hey, new cool lunchbox. Yeah, it's the A-Team. We got it on sale. And there was a laugh, I guess. I, I was like, A-Team what do you, was what do you, canceled or something. Apparently. What are you fuckers laughing at? It's the A-Team. It's the one of the greatest shows ever. 
We'll get to that, guys. Uh, after we finish Perfect Stranger, Cleopatra 25, oh. 25. <laughs> we'll get to the A-Team. No worries. And let's not forget, it was the A-Team with uh, predominantly um, Mr. T on the front. Mm. And what is Mr. T's tagline? I pity the fool. Mmm. 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 We're going to have to... There's some pity that's coming in a minute toward Wesley oh. T. Oh, it's getting hard. I love those subtle things. The subtle incest. Yeah. Like, hints of the story and then the subtle of that. It's... Belvedere may be art. It may Get ready be the for best some pity. Artistic. Yeah. But yeah, a little brace face. <laughs> He's like, yeah, Inky, he seems really sad. And was like, no, you can't bring him back yet. Listen, I need more time for my plan to work. I don't want them taking this dog away from me again. Because they pulled that shit before. I had a dog for 30 seconds. And they took it away, snatched it away from me. They will, will rule the day. I will not have that happen again. Because he's an evil mastermind sociopath. Playing on everyone's emotions. But Braceface is a little... He's like, well, dude, Inky's been acting a little weird. He seems um, sad. He seems really sad. I love Braceface, like, immediately putting emotions onto this animal. The animal yeah. doesn't care. It's right. getting old anyway, we find out later. It was just an uns- it's a two-year-old hamster. Like, yeah. that's... It's nearing the end of its life cycle. It's an unfortunate series of events. Mm-hmm. It just happens. It's, it's a, coincidence. It's, it's an old lemony snicket. <laughs> so... More insanity ensues with the dog. Like, mm. Wesley T just can't get this dog under control. Stop digging. If you dig up that grave and they find out Inky's not dead, it's over. <laughs> this whole Little, ruse is over. You're going to go back to the pound, and I'm going to get grounded. I don't want that for us. And also, Wesley's worried because if they build this pool, they're going to have to dig Inky up. Yeah. And so, so in the middle of the night, Wesley sneaks out wearing a full black ninja attire. Yeah. Because he's going to dig up Inky and move him. And, of course, Belvedere catches him in the act. It's odd that he would go to the level... And this is how we know Wesley T is going to be a successful, like, uh, I guess, thief in the future. Or, like, sure. bank robber. Because he goes all out just to go into his backyard and dig up... I mean, if he just been in the backyard digging up, they wouldn't have asked him any questions, really. It's a kid. Yeah. I, okay. Bizarre. So, Belvedere catches him, and the, it's everything's foiled. They open the box. Belvedere realizes what's going on. Squeaky toy. And then, Wesley's like, listen, you weren't going to tell my parents, are you? Builder's like, listen, I stopped you from getting a dog before and you fucking deported me. <laughs> like, you're on your own. If you can live with this, fine. If you can live with this and the um, cemetery that our backyard has become overnight, <laughs> because there's weird fog everywhere and it, like, it looks creepy. And even Belvedere says something very creepy when he sneaks up on Wesley T. It's just. Well, like, there's like werewolves yeah, bang in the night. We hear that. Oh. All the fog. It's like fucking Hound of the Baskervilles is out in the yeah. mix. So Wesley T. Before he can be like, all right, nice. I, I I got Belvedere under my thumb now. A little brace face comes in. Ooh. Brace face, what are you doing here? I told you not to bring back that. Wesley, listen. Yeah, he's dead. What? He died. <sighs> then shit gets real. God, shit gets real. He told Wesley he wanted to come home. That, that little hamster just wanted to come home. Oh, Couldn't handle it. I pity the fool. I pity the fool, Alex. I pity him. I pity little Wesley T, because all of that guilt crushes down upon him like a stack of bricks. He killed his hamster. Mm, sometimes there's a price to pay when you start playing. Oh, there's blood on his hands. People's emotions. Oh, you start playing People's... God. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, you can't play God like that. When you manipulate Don't you people... realize you can't play God because we're all God. <laughs> we're all connected through this generic, nonspecific energy. It's really like a vortex that connects us all on a guidelines of the world. And if you feel in the mm. right... Because there, there's points, there's ley lines yeah. in the earth. And if you connect those yeah. and you feel the energies, then we're all God. So you can't play God. You are God. God is love. We are God. What the fuck are you talking about? 
So Wesley T is confused. Yeah, super confused. I didn't realize that my um, schemings could hurt another living thing, which is something I care about. Yeah. Because this hamster is his best friend, which says mm. everything. Um, Hoisted by his own petard. You remember, this is how Belvedere got to stay because he discovered the <laughs> hamster in the first episode. Yep. He rescued Wesley's hamster. That hamster is dead now. Next day, we get a phone call. Marsh answers the phone. Weird thing, the retirement home called and said, thank you for donating the dog. Wesley, hmm. Wesley T. dropped the dog off. Well, that's weird. Why would he do that? He wanted that dog forever. Huh. I guess he wasn't ready for that responsibility. Hmm. Mm. Go to the backyard. Wesley T. is burying Inky, but for real this time. Yeah. Has a heart-to-heart on his grave. Yeah, chick is Talk, real. Talking to himself. Because yeah. as we know, if anything has a soul, I don't think a hamster does. What's a soul? Souls aren't real Souls things. aren't real. What the fuck is a soul? Yeah, so it's crazy. He's like he's, comforting he's, himself by talking about this. He's like, this. listen, I had to give the dog away because every time I looked at him, I just saw you. And I felt so guilty for what I did and the fact that I killed you. And then Belvedere rolls out there. He's like, hey, Wesley, are you all right? And Wesley gets all teary and yeah. real. We see some we see some acting chops yeah. on little Bryce Beckham. They start to go inside and Wesley pauses for a second because if he goes through that door, he really is saying goodbye to Inky. Yeah. Belvedere puts his hand on his shoulder, and then that's enough. He's not going to be alone. Belvedere's there to help. And then Belvedere replaces Inky as his best friend. Ta-da! Beautiful moments. And then Belvedere's, it's at night, he's writing in his book. But Wesley got an iguana, so apparently yeah, like he's, 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 yeah, he he's got to have animals. So he got an iguana, they both catch flies. Bop, 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 bop. We're going to start going a bathroom regimen where it's alphabetical order. Starting with B for Belvedere and O for Owens. They can fight it out amongst themselves, which is the going plan or right, scheme. Right, like, apparently okay, what they're already doing, yeah. So, who won and who lost? I think Wesley T lost. Big time. There's not even... No one can argue that. Yeah, well, Big time. Kevin ultimately lost because mom and dad, we find out, are just selfishly trying to keep him at home. But, but I think he already knew that. He learned that yeah. last time. There is, you can tell in the actor's face, like, he even knows. I think they filmed mm. order like, yeah, Kevin got fucked here. Yeah, I, I don't think anything's changed. <laughs> I, so I think he's... Wesley I, T. I Wesley lost. Wesley T. realized. Yeah. He can't. There's a price to be paid for manipulating people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had his shit blow up in his face, but who won? Mm. Who won? I think Belvedere. He gets to go to the... He, he, gets, gets, he gets first... First pick in the bathrooms. Yeah. And now he's replaced Inky. Like, mm-hmm. he's he is now Wesley T's only confidant in this world. Mm-hmm. That's and, it. And in a weird, sick way, he got his revenge on that whole deportation scandal. Oh, yeah. Wesley T lost his dog again. <laughs> Which, Belvedere's really against him having a dog. Like, I kind of thought for a second, maybe we'll just have a dog on this show now. Apparently, we'll, we'll never have a dog <laughs> on this show. I still wonder where the seal went. I know. He's still there. He's still there. Hiding. You think Wesley T'll ever get a dog? Because that is like a running theme on the show. Maybe. Well, I think a lot of kids, when they're children, want pets. Sure. They're eager to, like, first off, have a companion, and also to, like, prove themselves in their but, house. Like, we always have, Wesley T always has, like, snakes and iguanas and hamsters. Like, we don't see them, but we know he has them. Yeah. Couldn't they just let the character have a dog that we just don't see? But I also think it's a weird thing in the fact that a lot of people don't qualify those as real pets. As odd as that sounds, because when you say, oh, do you have any pets? Most people are talking about dogs and or cats. Hmm. So from a writing standpoint, of course, just let them have a fucking dog. Of course, why not just bring the dog into this? Come on, it's not that hard. It can't cost that much. But in the scheme of the show, Wesley hasn't arrived on the scene until he has a dog. Right. In a pet world, it's like, oh, you got a hamster? That's cool. Here, let me put him in my lunchbox and carry him around. Can't do that with a dog. A dog is a real thing. Maybe like the last episode, like Belvedere's like, listen, guys, it's time for me to leave and help another family. But here's a dog, Wesley. (laughs) 
Farewell. <laughs> I'll call him Lynn. <laughs> End of series. I, I'm, I'm going to put that down as a prediction from you. And the, yes. Now, you haven't, you don't know what happens in the Belvedere, right? Like I do not. Neither, just Brad and I do not know what happens. No spoiling, guys. Do not spoil us on Mr. Belvedere. Yeah. It's, it's a fun show. I cannot wait. Again, cannot wait for the episodes coming up. Indeed. And that's Belvedere. I mean, that's Belvedere. That's pretty much it. Shit got real. But really, it was all about the energies. It was about the energies that connect us and run through mm. us. Yes. And the pets that we have. Right. And the lies that we tell. Mm-hmm. And Alex, it doesn't matter if you are on the pit or on the West Coast, because the energies all connect us. So let's move our, let's transcend our energies just slightly a bit and see our friends on Save by the Bell, the college years. I'm standing at the edge of tomorrow, and it's all up to me how far Brad, you will, you will be tasked much as I was, mm-hmm. to summarize this episode of Save by the Bell in a minute. Oh boy. Are you ready? This is Slater's War, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Not what you not what you think it might be. Mm. I think it's a war inside. Mm. Alright, alright, alright. Give me a second. Oh, is, I, think, I feel like this is going to be hard. This is going to be hard. I'm not going to lie to you, our listeners. This is going to be hard for Brad. <laughs> a lot of shit happened. Hey, we're proud of you, regardless of what happens. <sighs> God, Alex, I think you're gonna win this week. <laughs> you're gonna win, and I hate losing. I hate it. I hate losing. It'll be easy for you. Oh, I gotta beat that ni- that 59.7 mark without going over. With the timer, I feel like we're we're reenacting like uh, the King speech. <laughs> like you're about to give up. You're about to do this big summary, and like I'm right here with you, Brad. It's gonna be all right. It's cool. Chill out. All right. Did you breathe? Anxiety? It's right. totally fine. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow. Let's do this. Okay, okay. on go. Three, two, one, go! All right, this is Slater's War. Here is the issue. Zack wants to take Leslie out, but it's so hard. He's got an idea, a group date. Let's go skiing! She's super down because she loves to ski. You can tell because she has skis in her room, obviously. Leslie Romney, money, loves to ski. Loves that shit. So, but she won't go alone with Zach, because Zach's going to try something funny. But a group date's fine, apparently. And a group consists of Slater with a date. I guess, whatever. Leslie, whatever you got to tell yourself. So Slater's got to find a date. So there's a girl in his, like, uh, uh, cultural understanding class, or whatever the fuck this weird sociology class he's taking. He's going to try to get her, but she's super into her Chicano heritage. And she's trying to get Slater into it, too. But Slater's like, ow, I don't know anything about this. I don't care, whatever. But Slater, you're Chicano. You should care about your fucking culture. Ah. So, but he's into this girl. He should be looking at that other girl in the class because she's super foxy. Well, all hell breaks loose. They're going to start, they want to start an independent Chicano studies program. So they have a sit-in. Zach's having a fit. He's like, why are you worried about being a Chicano all of a sudden? Fuck that. And Slater has a fit. They have a fight. Eventually, Zach learns that he's got to appreciate Slater for who he is and stop being a douche. They have a sit-in. The, ch- the chancellor of the university finally agrees to meet with them so they can start their program. Alex is crazy. They're shit with a mouse because Mike Wall acting has a mouse. It, get- it escapes. Everybody's freaking out. Ah, they got to find the mouse. It's terrible. Mike breaks a door. They get the meeting with the chancellor. Ta-da. One minute, 27 seconds. Yeah. Hey, it happens, man. No worries. It happens. Hey, it happens. Hey, this was episode fraught. It, it was crazy. Fraught with... It was crazy. Craziness. You did a good job considering that. I, oh. I, was, I thought you were going to go for two minutes, to be honest, friend. Oh. I was like, hey, he's not going to be able to do this. A lot of racial things going on. Brad and I were very uncomfortable while we were watching this episode. Yes. Because it's trying to be socially relevant in that 90s way that's... Like, this is a show written by old white dudes for young kids... <laughs> Try, trying to be 
liberal and open-minded, but just a tad not so great. In a weird, uncomfortable way about race. It's an uncomfortable discussion of race. Yeah. Zach says a lot of really awful things. I think everyone says a lot of really awful things. Yeah. Not just Zach. True. But let's take it from the beginning. Take it from the top. Yeah. Zach is still trying to get with Leslie. Leslie Romney. I really like that you started calling her that because that's that's who she is now. Leslie Romney. Oh, I hate her. I hate her so much. I don't understand why she's playing so hard to get with Zach because she obviously likes Zach. And she's like, look, Zach, we just can't. I can't date a guy who's living with me in my dorm. That's weird. Oh, stop it with your weird. And yet when Zach offers something that is kind of weird, especially since you're not dating, well, let's go, let's take a weekend alone together and go skiing or something. She's for it. She's like, oh, that'd be great. Oh, but we can't do that. If it was a group thing, I'd be down. But I just can't. I just can't. People might. Daddy might think things if he hears that I'm going to a to a chalet with a boy. Oh, that's weird. Though she really wants to. Like, right. just do it. It's fine. It's yeah. cool. If you things don't work out with you and Zach, that's all right. It's college. Oh. You're young. Leslie oh. Romney, chill, honey. It's cool. Seriously, it's terrible. So Zach gets her like, look, yeah, I guess I'll go on this date. I guess I'll make it a group date because that's the only way I can make this work. He tries to get Alex to go. Alex can't go. She's got like she's on a she's got an audition for Gulliver's Travels. She's gonna be the big toe. What the fuck is this shit? I, this is college theater, right? I don't even know. Like, like, what is this production where? What is this avant-garde production of <laughs> Gulliver's Travels? And the big toe is really is really a key character in this. Like, I, or is it? Isn't that like part of the scenery? Like, I don't understand. I don't. I don't get it. I don't like even as like a bad joke. I don't get it. Like, if you try to break it down and actually think about this, it's terrifying. Yeah. That's going on. Uh, Screech, of course, can't go, which I loved this because they're like, well, do you remember what happened last time we went skiing? And we saw this episode when they went skiing and then, like, Screech, like, got hurt and then he got sick because they left him behind. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he talks, he says that. He's like, listen, you were last time? I'm not going to go skiing again with you guys. You left me. Well, I think he even sarcastically says something, because he also talks about starting a mini avalanche. Right. And they're like, ugh, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't go. So that's We're out. leaving, yeah, it's in July, actually, so you'll have plenty of time. You'll forget about Kelly it. Kelly can't go, because, I mean, she's got a responsibility as, as as a doctor, apparently. Look, when you are in the healthcare profession, you've got a responsibility to your patients and your um, colleagues. Um, Kelly, you're a freshman, and you, you have to work at the Student Health Center. You refill cotton swabs, and... There's, there's no small jobs, only small minds, Zach, and just run out of the room or something, like... Yeah, Kelly, what do you... What? Kelly, listen, I understand this is a big step up from the max. <laughs> You've got some responsibilities helping take care of people, and that's a lot... That's bigger than, like, flipping fries. But, um, you're a freshman in college. Take a ski trip with your buddies. Yeah. Kelly always has her foot, though, in Bayside because I saw over her bed, like, a a tiger's pennant. So it's like, oh, still still rocking a Bayside thing. You're the Falcons now. Yeah. You've graduated. No longer are you a slinking, predatory cat. You're a lord of the sky flying around. God, no one I don't know know if Kelly's ever really going to get off the ground. No, but she can hope. She can hope. She can hope. Um, So Zach is in danger of not getting to take Leslie up to the mountains. Not mountains, or wherever the fuck they're going skiing at. um, Because that's what she really likes to do. Right. So, but Slater's like, look, I'll try to find a date. Let's do a double date and we'll go up to the mountains. Right. Don't call it a date, but it's... It's, it's a, a group thing with the four of us. It's a double date. We'll eventually, we'll separate and we'll start making out. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Meanwhile, hmm. Screech comes in with little X-97. He's, he's babysitting Mike Wall of Acting Rogers. His lab mouse? 
that he's using for something in psychology. Yeah, it's to find out the the link between diet and behavior. I, I was about to say, thankfully you remember that because I I never caught exactly why they were. Yeah, it seemed very weird because it was supposed to it was supposed to help him get in touch with his feminine side too, which was strange. Like I don't know. I mean, I I read a lot about animal studies. We know this. Yeah, I've never heard anything similar to this. Like I don't know if it's it like was, this camaraderie of like having something to talk to or what. I, it was bizarre. It made no sense. And I care for the small animal, therefore it helps me get in touch with my feminine side. Yeah. Say by the bell. This episode is weird. All very that, weird. All that to say, first off, whoa, whoa. You're telling me that we went from an episode of Belvedere where they're talking about a hamster and taking care of that thing to Saved by the Bell where all of a sudden there's X-97, a mouse. You know what? I think let's start. Ta- let's stop talking about the connection between diet and um, emotion and start okay. talking about the spiritual connection. Mm, the real connection. Like the here. connections that connect us all with our energies, our generic non-specific energies that connect things. Like, Alex, what are the odds of all the episodes we could watch? We could watch two episodes where people are dealing with small rodents in small cages. Oh. Oh, I don't... Maybe I, we should open our small minds to the universe. Ooh. Oh! Maybe we'll find out they're not so small after all. Oh, maybe we'll find that out if we open our third eye, examine the connections between our lives and our minds and the world and the energy around us and all that the love that is us, that is God, that is us, that is random words. So much random word love? Mmm, random word, random word. Mmm, emotion, word, think. Sounds deep, not really deep. Deepity, deep, deep, deep. <laughs> What the fuck, people? That being said, it is weird, because didn't the, the Halloween episodes coincide? Like, mm-hmm. we've had episodes... It, it sure. is, it's, it's, it's an interesting amusement that sometimes... But, I mean, right. television just repeats itself anyway, right. so, I mean, it's, it, it's that really, makes sense, really. It's more, it's more really just a, a sad statement on the the cyclical nature of television oh, yeah. plotting. Oh, definitely. And we're still amused by it. Indeed. From the mid-80s to now the early 90s, I... So, yeah, so this is going on. So, but why is Screech going to watch his, his mouse? I, I guess Screech has... Uh, maybe he... Wall of Acting is going on a trip or something, so he has to, like, watch it or something. He can't leave the mouse alone or something. Uh, yeah, I don't understand. Screech makes... has experience with animals. I guess. Kelly immediately is, like, curious about this. Curious about, you know, his pet. So Kelly, that's weird. Kelly's looking good in this episode quite a few times. Yeah, like, she is. She is... She's finding out her style in college. Finding out who she is. And I approve. Yeah, we, we both approve. It's a good... It's a, I'm like old Leslie cool. Romney. Ugh. I still think Leslie's adorable. Like, I... I think you're wrong. I mean, we, we can... You can go after Kelly and I can go after Leslie if we were at this college. It's no big <laughs> deal. I mean, come on. But... but I guess we can also agree that Alex is just not pulling her weight in at all. Not not at this time. Not at this time. I mean, I will say, but in the opening credits, I feel like Alex well, Alex they, is doing all right. In the everyone opening looks good in the opening credits. The guys mm-hmm. are on point with their suits. The women look really good. They like keep on putting them in sports outfits though, because like Leslie's got that volleyball thing and like mm-hmm. a midriff shirt, and Kelly has some kind of like softball thing or something. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they do that, but anyway, Alex at one point basically is wearing long underwear. Yeah, like she's, a, a she's wearing bonkers. Like, I don't even know what that was supposed to be. We thought that she was running out of her room because she gets afraid of the mouse. I mean, because, okay, we all knew this was going to happen. Right. Of course the mouse escapes. Of course. It's named X-97. Like, is it a super smart mouse? Can it chew through metal? We see the mouse in a cage earlier, and it's crawling up the walls, and, like, yeah. like that mouse is trying to get out. Like, yeah, that's a super mouse. Yeah. So there's a whole... The whole story with find yeah, this thing. can't find it. It's running about... At one point, Mike finds out, oh, no, the mouse is gone, and then they hear Alex scream. So he runs into and breaks down the door. Smashes a door with his giant weirdo self. Not up and on its hinges, like, 
it comes down completely. I was really thinking that he was gonna like kill the mouse with the door. I thought he was gonna kill the set. I thought that whole wall was gonna come down. <laughs> it is a bit of a shaky set. There's many times with the, with the wall seem to move a little more than they should if they were real walls. I was like, Mike, you idiot! No, oh, you're gonna break you the set. To, you have to open the door. You can't just. Buy. But he does it. He goes through there, and then he like picks up the bed Kelly's on, and she rides it up like yeah. fuck. And he's like, oh, mouse isn't under there, though he checks for all of a second, because he really can't hold it up that. He's, he's not that strong. Right. Um, and then he looks up and can't find it, can't find the mouse. Oh. Eventually, I, we find out, we'll just go ahead and finish yeah. this part. Um, Screech is inept at taking care of animals. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly purposefully hid she X-97. She stole his mouse. She uh, straight up stole it. She's a thief. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because she thought, it was, she thought it was like a lab rat, and yeah. it was being tested on and being treated cruelly. And apparently she cares about animals all of a sudden. And Mike, we've also found out that Mike is is in therapy, or at least some kind of program to help with his rage, because right. he explains all his feelings in a weird third-person kind of mm-hmm. aspect. Now, what are you feeling now, Mike? Well, I'm feeling really happy that you may have found my mouse. I'm feeling just overwhelmed with emotion that I'll get to see it again. But the fact that you stole it makes me really mad. Like, I'm... Mike is mad. Well, the reason Kelly brings it back is because she realizes that this isn't just, like, a lab mouse. This is also his friend, and he cares about it. He was not going to let any harm come to it. I just think it's fucking crazy that, like, Kelly's going to fucking steal. Like, what? all of a sudden, Kelly is like, I'm a doctor. Listen, I have to worry about th- I have to worry <laughs> about the safety of my patient, the mouse. I can't I can't let any harm come to it. I've got a Hippocratic oath. Kelly, you're not a doctor. Stop it. But you're a freshman <laughs> in college. What I do love about this episode, and we everyone remembers this from college, you had people who heard ideas for the first time or mm-hmm. first got gung-ho about something and just gave it their all, even mm-hmm. though it's like, kid, you're a child. Like, yeah. Like, I'm going to be a doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm making a difference. Or like, yeah, I'm going to try to, I'm going to start a club or a group at school. And yeah, this is who I am now. I'm sure going to get over it. Yeah. I mean, they still don't understand how the world works yet. I'm, I'm, st- I'm going to start, I'm going to start the Dungeons and Dragons Vegan Society. And everyone that plays Dungeons and Dragons as a vegan can come together and have a safe place. Yeah, for the first time. All right. Cool. That's cool, man. Hey, be yourself. Do your thing. Just calm down. I just understand why you don't want to support me as a friend and not come to the vegan meeting. Uh, well, Guys, just, just calm do, down. Do it's cool. Thing. I just, all right, relax. Scary. Yeah. Like, you just discovered something, and that's cool for hey, you. it's great. Jump into Tell it. Tell me about it. But, like, but maybe be a human and, like, stop being a crazy scary. Something, I mean, yeah, that's, that happens. I mean, but really, sometimes it's just your energy gets out of balance. <laughs> you get too focused, and I think, They don't you know, understand the chakras. That they don't understand that there. we're all really the same energy, and we're all connected through our spirits, whatever the fuck that is. Whatever a spirit is. Spirits or the spirit? Oh, the spirit. Ooh. Oh, all those words don't make any sense. Sometimes the script gets flipped, and you just don't know what's up and down. Mm, you can't. How can... Really, up and down are really the same thing if you think about it. Mm. If you think about it in a way that doesn't make any sense, they're all the same. If you don't really think about it. <laughs> if you stop thinking and just say things, yeah. Wow. So, so yeah. So let's get into the meat of this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Slater's got to find a date for this thing. He's in this class, and I don't know what the class is. It's some weird sociology or something. Cultural studies. They have They have to have a newspaper in class. Yeah. I don't understand that. And they're talking about, like, the way that the media spins things and how... And they're talking about, like, how the media is Eurocentric. 
Because, like, on the front page, there's a story about, like, wars going on in Europe. But if you go to the back page, that's where you find out about the wars in Nigeria. The civil wars in Europe, but the actual wars in Nigeria. Okay. And I, like, I, I love the fact that in the 90s, we were worried about things being Eurocentric. Like, you realize now, it's like America or nothing. Yeah, I mean... If you went through... Well, first of all, you'd have to find a newspaper, which I don't even know how or where you buy a newspaper. <laughs> I don't... I didn't know they were still a thing. I think you can still find one somewhere, but you have to go to, like like a sketchy part of town or something. It takes effort. You need to work. So, but if you find one, it's all going to be like America. And then maybe on the last page, you'll find out something about maybe Canada. Maybe England. Maybe England. But it's definitely freedom centric. Yeah. You're not going to find anything about like uh, brown people being murdered by drones or anything. (laughs) Who are brown people? Uh, I mean, there may be a story about um, evil terrorists um, heroically killed by brave American robots. (laughs) <laughs> Which is the actual story. I mean, that's the story. That the papers but, like, are the fact that there was a time when, when we were just worried about um, being too focused on Europe and not enough on the rest of the world. That is interesting. Like, it's, shit has changed. We're a lot dumber. I, I think it's a little weird that the girl that's in class that... Because Zach asked Slater, are you going to have trouble finding a date? Mm-hmm. And of course, Slater's like, dude, I may see Slater. I got this shit. Lock I got down. it. I thought he was going to bring a boy. Like, I really thought that yeah. like, that's how this was going to go. Slater's war was going to be a war within himself internally about his sexuality. Mm-hmm. Turns out that wasn't what they did. Old V-neck from the frat. Yeah. <laughs> you remember, what was his name? Mark or something? I don't remember. Um. Anyway, so there's a girl in this class that he's smitten with. Pretty attractive. Yeah. There's another girl in class that Brad and I were both like, well, wait a minute. This girl was a super fox. Yeah. What was she doing? Neat outfits, just a cute look. And as always with Saved by the Bell extras, like, she's gonna appear a few times through the episode. Oh, yeah. I thought that she might have been, like, one of those girls that really liked Slater, but was mm-hmm. just didn't want to make the first move. So mm-hmm. she's putting herself in those situations. Like, he almost has, like, a mini stalker, but because she's in his a lot. Like, she's mm-hmm. in this episode a lot. Yeah. And... So the girl that Slater kind of has a crush on turns to him in class before it starts and starts talking to him in Spanish, like, hola, que tal, me llamo, whatever that girl's name is. <laughs> right. Um, see, it's almost sad because when I started doing that, I could tell my southern accent coming right, back. Right, right. It, but it's yeah. because we were taught Spanish we were, yeah. with a southern accent. We were, it's difficult. Yeah. I've tried to rid it out of all of my other speech, <laughs> but, but I learned Spanish. Hola, y'all. Hola, y'all. Me llamo, que... Well, me llamo. <laughs> My name. What was her name in this episode? I can't remember her name. I don't remember her name either. Um, so she starts talking to Slater, and he's like, what? You don't speak Spanish? No, I took French in high school. And then she's like, oh, he's one of those. Like, mm. he doesn't understand where he comes from, does he? Mm. There's a lot of inferring on her part. Yeah, there's on, a lot of guilt trips, really. Yeah, which I don't... Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it is. But she uses her feminine wiles on Ashley, and he's totally cool with it. He's like, whatever. Well, she's throwing herself yeah, at him. Yeah, she... Like, and who... I mean, come on. Yeah, of course. Sure. So they, she's the one that brings up the thing about Eurocentrism in class-ish, and then Slater's like, hey, what are you doing for lunch? We should go out to lunch. So they go to the quad and have lunch. Girl from class is there, pining after Slater from a distance, <sighs> looking sharp, looking nice. Defo. So Slater's being Slater. They're just chatting. And she's like, wow, you know nothing about your heritage, right? So what's your name? She's like, well, A.C. Slater. No, what's your real name? Slater doesn't sound like a, you know, a Latin American name. I think you mean a Chicano name. A Chicano name. We're really throwing, we're really using that Chicano a lot. Yeah, I don't. I think, I think, I I haven't heard Chicano in years, first Yeah, that's like. That's not PC now at all. Yeah, I don't think we do that anymore. I don't think we say Chicano. But it's fun to say. It's a fun word. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a Chicano name, A.C. I never thought about it that way. 
Like, well, that is his name. Like, yeah. I mean, like, a, what's a, a name doesn't mean anything. It's your fucking name. Yeah. I mean, unless you... Iceland, right. but that's a little different. But, yeah, so he is floored. First off, this girl's super attractive and throwing herself at him. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's second, not say super attractive, because, I mean, really, there's a new standard for super attractive. True. This girl's got, like, some hair issues and, like... Well, some can, eyebrows out of control. Yeah, and some of her outfits are a little weird. That yeah. doesn't matter. She's wearing so a doily. Yeah, yeah. She's a <laughs> doily girl. I forgot. We'll just call her doily from yeah. now on. Um, so she's throwing herself at him. Slater's still confused about his sexuality. But now he's confused about his heritage. Yes. So Slater is like a ball of like anxiety right, right now. But he really likes this girl. So he... Well, she she invites him to... Um, They're going to have a meeting to get together to discuss... Um, they're trying to organize a group to get the head of the university, mm-hmm. um, the chancellor of the university, which I love that. Yeah, I love the, nice title. I love, love the it. chancellor. Um, the, to um, create... <laughs> it sounds like a Star Wars I film. Know. <laughs> the chancellor. Chancellor Pampletine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they'll construct a Death Star. In the... So okay. they, they, what they want to do is they want to have the chancellor redirect funds from the new Death Star... <laughs> To create a Chicano, an independent Chicano studies program. It's almost a tongue twister. Like, yeah. I don't under, Brad and I could not wrap our heads around what they were trying to do. Yeah, it's like, I clearly they want some sort of Chicano studies, but when, the word independent being in there, I was like, what does that mean? Do you want, like, a, in, what does independent mean in that? An independent program, eventually, I think, are they trying to open up, like, another school? Are they trying to pull that Catholic shit from the last episode? Oh, we they're, know that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to, to segregate. <laughs> First, we want to, create, we want to create a segregated Chicano studies program with a separate building away from all the fucking whites. Well, no wonder they didn't want to meet with them. Like, you yeah. can't do that. No, you Why would you want to do stop that? Stop trying to segregate. Let's all just live together. Diversity. Like, maybe more Chicano heritage programs or classes yeah, I don't, if The you word want independent, it. I feel, is strange. But the independent and then program, it gets mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Don't understand that. Chicano, let's create a Chicano studies major. How about that? Yeah. That sounds great. Chicago That's Studies program. Sure. We're not going to build a building for you guys to live in separate from everyone else. <laughs> Yeah, that's weird. But Chicano's on staff to help you realize what your real name is. There's a lot of weird stuff there. The Chancellor knows this. It was a different time, early 90s. It really was. Um, So Slater's like all up into this. And so he goes back to Zach and he's like, and Zach's like, so did you get the girl? Are we, are we going on the ski trip? And so he's like, um, well, I'm not sure, you know. She's not really into skiing that much. Oh, well, we'll find some other girl. Well, I don't know. I got to go to this meeting uh, about uh, independent Chicano studies programs. <laughs> and Zach's like, What? Yeah, like, he really does kind of laugh at him. But this is also the part where Slater is picking up stuff in his his job, which is the College Max. I don't know what it's really called, but, like... The The Falcon's Nest? The Falcon's Nest. Um... So he's picking up stuff on the table. And now Slater's looking at everything with a racial eye. Yeah. So this one guy says, Hey, excuse me, busboy, are you going to clear this table off? And he's like, One minute, whitey. Like, he's basically... It's basically... Slater gets super... He gets very racially paranoid. Hey, hey, must be taking. Is it really busy today, you guys? It must be taking. You're taking a long time to clear these tables. It must be super busy or whatever. And Slater's all like, "What is that supposed to mean? What is Chicano a little too slow to cleaning these tables for you? What? <laughs> and he, he keeps what is Chicano it. can't ask a question in English? So forgive me, por favor. Oh, I guess I'm. I guess I'm so slow because I'm a Chicano. Is that a stereotype that 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 they're slow? Well, I don't like the word they are slow. <laughs> but is but that, you're right. that's not I a stereotype. I, like, I don't I, think that's a stereotype for anyone, I, like, unless you're a sloth. Like, I've heard, I, like, like if we're going to go into, like, <laughs> weird racial stereotypes, 
like I think I think lazy is a general stereotype that people throw around. That's for, why I'm slow. For every group, though, everybody says that every, well, every group is slow. You know those white people. people they say they're lazy. lazy. Everyone says lazy. I've never heard slow I love attributed that, to any group. I love that lazy isn't across the board. Like yeah. they're lazy. They're lazy. Like, did we say that about the Nazis back in World War II for propaganda? Not that they're a race, but they were like another people that we didn't like. The like, Germans are... Oh, don't Germans. like those lazy Germans. Those Germans are always so lazy, sitting around eating their, their fucking wiener schnitzels and pretzels. <laughs> oh, lazy Germans. Hmm. Yeah, I don't... People just oh, lazy. People love, people love throwing people, around lazy. Everyone's lazy. Let's just say that. Yeah. Maybe that's what that is. The stereotype everyone's lazy is because everyone's fucking lazy. Guys, if you think about it, if you look at when you see the connections, I think we realize mm. that really when... We're seeing other people are lazy because we realize in ourselves we're not accomplishing as much as we as much as our inner self wants to accomplish with our energies. Mm. Inner self being the inner collective consciousness. Because really, accomplishment being goals. The, the 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 lie of 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 life as an independent being is knowing that we're all minorities because we are in our eyes, but in reality we're all the majority because we're all one. So really, really we're all connected and we're all the same. We're all the same energy. Don't you realize that? From the humans to the koala bears to the plants to the dirt on the ground, we're all the same energy. We're all made of the same matter. Shut up! What are you talking about? <laughs> Slater, you're carrying this a little far, buddy. So, yeah. But everything to Slater is an affront on his race now, which right. is which makes for very uncomfortable scenes. But Zack does not help matters with what No, because Zack is terrible. Like, listen, white privilege, I know you're going after Leslie Romney, and it's all about white privilege with her. Yeah. But, like, you can't be that blind <laughs> to race. I will... The thing that also made this uncomfortable was that while he's not being... I mean, he is being blind to race, mm-hmm. but I never picked up on it, and I didn't think it inferred that he was doing it for a malicious intent or anything. Like, he was legitimately, why are you being all about your race now, dog? You've never been like this before. But but, the, but you say that, but the thing that's uncomfortable is not that he's not... He's saying, like, you've never been about your race before. It's like, since when did you become all about being Chicano? Hey. What are you... The phrasing he uses is, like, it's the most... Because it's not just ignorance. It is, like, dismissive. Also, Zach is looking to get laid. Like, yeah. he's looking to, to bed Leslie as soon as yeah. possible. So he is kind of thinking of himself. He's being a little self-centered. Sure. And Slater is acting out of character, and he is not sure how to do it. He can't have one of his men in his ranks, like, dude, don't fuck this up for us. We're going to go skiing. So, I mean, that's on Zach's bad part, so that's why he says these things. And later, I guess he does apologize and, and does rephrase things in a more sure. articulate way. But, but everyone's blowing things out of proportion. Yeah, yeah. It's it's The thing I don't like about, about this episode, is I think I'm finally getting to it, is that the, it's because the writers are trying to equate Zach's racial ignorance and dismissiveness and saying that's just as bad as Slater's overreacting yes. to race. Which is what really makes this super uncomfortable to watch. Right, because it's the fact that these writers are making Slater overreacting about race, and that's what the episode's kind of about. Like, why can't we just have an episode where Slater, like, has to think about his racial heritage and if that means anything to him or what that means, but instead we have to make it this terrible, awful, uncomfortable cliche that he that he's, he, he gets uppity about his race. And that's, that's the problem. That is the problem. That is the issue. Yeah. And it's a big issue with the episode. Like it yeah. is uncomfortable. Very. They go to they go to the big meeting, and of course, um, the whole crew goes to support this. Yeah. Um, everyone's supportive except for Zach, who's still dismissive the whole time. 
Alex may not know where she is, really. Well, she never does. She gets things confused. She's supposed to be comedy hijinks. Uh, Leslie Romney, though, is all about helping. But guilt, she, though. But she helps in a weird white guilt sort of way, which is also an us stereotype that I don't like. Yeah. It's, again, these are just bad stereotypes. Yeah. Because it's early 90s, and we don't know how to really identify these things. Things haven't really improved much, though. I mean, Avatar is basically a white guilt kind of scenario. Well, Avatar is fucking, like, five seconds from being Prometheus. Like, let's not talk about how awful that shit is. I do like the Navis, though. It's a fun little thing to make fun of. Fuck that shit. (laughs) Fuck those those Navi blues. (laughs) I rewatched Avatar recently oh. on like a movie channel. I only watched part of it because the ending because it's so fucking long. But man, did you get the Navi blues? I forgot how realistic it looks. Like it looks fucking real to watch that movie. But yeah, it's mm. it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um. But away from the Navi blues, let's get to those Chicano blues, I guess. Yeah. So they they meet. What they've decided to do is they're gonna have a sit-in at the Chancellor's office. Yep. <laughs> He's gonna have. To, he'll have to listen to us if we're in his office. Unless they, he's busy blowing up Alderaan or something. <laughs> like shit's gonna get real. Have an old-fashioned sit-in. He'll Grand have to. Grand Tarkin is the Chancellor. <laughs> <laughs> Name another system. Wait a minute. I gotta take this call really quick. Get them out of my office. Girl. They want an independent Chicano study department. Could you no. just? Uh, we're over budget on this star as it is. <laughs> If they can get a fundraiser, tell them to throw a car wash or like a bake sale. We'll talk about maybe a few extra classes. Could you see if they'll remove the sit-in to Alderaan? (laughs) Let's just do two birds, one stone. So uh, Zach freaks out because like, what? You can't have the sit-in tomorrow. We gotta go on the ski trip. Yeah. I gotta fuck Leslie Romney. Dude, the ski trip ain't happening, Zach. And Slater, this is where the again, lines of communication just aren't as open as they should be. Mm -hmm. Because this problem could be solved in minutes if they were just stop and really talk to the to each other. Yeah. Uh, we're reacting. Slater's like, dude, this is important to me. I'm gonna fuck this other girl. Also, and I'm a Chicano now. I recently found out my real name is Sanchez. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Yeah. yeah. My father changed his name to Sanchez to to get into the military academy because he thought he would sound better if he sounded white. He changed his name to Slater? That's a weird name to pick. That's, that's an odd name. Like, how did he even choose that? But why did he choose that Slater? I mean, it's not an unwhite sounding name, but it's it's a strange name to just pick for yourself, isn't it? And wouldn't you tell your children that at some point? Yeah. You think that would just come up in passive conversation before they're 18? Yeah, because he did it 25 years ago, so it wasn't that long before Slater was born. It feels like people would still be calling him by his old name. But Grandma would be like, hey, why is Grandma's name Sanchez and ours is Slater? Yeah. Shut your fucking mouth, son. Go pin it and cream him. Yes, Dad? Bizarre. So he found out his name was Sanchez. A.C. Sanchez. He's still going to go by Slater, though. He'll yeah. be Slater in the next episode. Yeah. This Chiquina... This Chiquina... I can't say it right now. Um, it's only going to last this episode. Yeah. It's a one-and-done thing. Come on. What lasts? Like Nothing. college. Like, yeah. people have... I'm going to do this this week. It's so... Global warming? This is a big thing to... Die. A month later. What? No, well, whatever. Oh, uh, I got a new thing I'm worried about now. Yeah. Live strong. <laughs> Uh-oh. Whoa. Zip, zip, zip. Can we talk about that a little bit later? Because I'd like your opinions on that. We'll, we'll talk about that in the post. Table it. We'll get back to it. So, I, I, at one point, Streets is trying to talk to the guys and talking to each other, and they get into, like, a little push fit. Yeah. And things get weird. It's awful. Like, it, and then it gets to the point where, like, Slater's calling Zach white bread. Uh, and, and Zach's like, well, I don't know why Pancho being... Villa. Yeah, calls him Pancho Villa. Like, guys. And, and Screech is in the middle of this saying, Mr. Poncho? is like, whoa, fuck, Screech. Please don't call Screech, him. you're not in any of this. Just don't call the... him Mr. Poncho. 
His name is Sanchez. Thank you very like, much. Like, oh, this is just I uncomfortable, uncomfortable. Things come to a head. They go to the chancellor's office. He's phoned in from Alteron. Um, look, call the cops. Get them out of there. They have five minutes before the cops arrive. Um, Alex is excited because the news media is going to be there, so she'll get to be on TV. Crazy bitch. <laughs> um, Leslie has a few talking points, so she drew up some files really quick and just make sure that, you know, they had everything lined up. And mm-hmm. here she tries well, to Well, Leslie's it. got a couple of binders full of talking points for the Chicana. She doesn't want to be pushy. Um, I think you don't. You may not realize this, Alex, but Leslie Romney's grandfather actually lived in Mexico. Oh, we, that's we, why she's yeah, here. I think so because you know she he moved there um, because you know there was issues with like the Mormon thing and the multiple wives and it was easier to go to Mexico. But then they came back when, oh. Mitt, when Mitt Romney was was young. They, they yeah. So they so I mean yeah. Still American citizens and all, but they lived in Mexico. So she's really got a connection to the Chica- mm. to the Chicano people. That's how she says it, by the way. <laughs> Chicano people. <laughs> I got. I drew these up for the Chicanos. I drew these binders full of ideas, but they're almost very dismissive of her. Yeah, they're like, oh, she's like, oh, all right, white guilty, calm down. Oh, you think I'm doing this for a white guilt? No, I'm one of you. I'm one of you. I'm a Chicano. Yeah. I. My yeah. nanny was one of you. Yo, okay. <laughs> and Leslie, come over. Hey, let's come over here. Leslie, Ronnie, get over here. Oh, awkward. So yeah, and but then Zach's like, listen. You guys can't just arrest them. Like they, they, they even even yeah, if I don't even if I don't agree with them, which is weird. Because Zach shows up. I, well, he doesn't want all that money to go to a department. Like he doesn't want segregation to happen on campus. Zach knows what's happening. We all know. Zach what, does not know what's Zach happening. Zach doesn't have a fucking clue. He's, he's like, listen. He sees Leslie in the room and he stumbles for a second. Like, uh, oh, he's yeah. like, listen. Um, you may not agree with these people, and I may not agree with them. What do you disagree with? They just want to create a fucking program. They want to be listened to. He's like, but you, they deserve to be heard. You sh- the chancellor should at least listen to them. And the guy, the secretary guy's like, well, listen, hey, if you would let me finish, they're, they're not going to, the cops aren't coming. You ha- he's, The chancellor's agreed to meet with you at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Can we just agree to have this shit done? But nice speech. And then everyone starts cheering. Yay. And then in classic white white man fashion, he comes in in the last minute and his speech saves the day. Like, he yeah. gets all the credit for fixing things, even though he didn't do a goddamn thing except the yeah. last minute. Yeah. And Slater's like, you can be my wingman anytime. No, wait, that's a different, that's a whole different thing. Um, Slater's like, you know what? Good job, Preppy. We did this. Thank you. Thank you for supporting me, friend. <laughs> you, you, you may not be comfortable with my race, but at least you're willing to allow me to express the fact that I am a different race now. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Zach, meanwhile, has one of his hands on his back pockets worth protecting his wallet because mm-hmm. he doesn't know what's going to happen. He's worried. He's afraid they're going to steal his shoelaces. My favorite part. <laughs> I have a shoelace story later, by the way. Nice. Um, <laughs> not related to the any what well, kind mm-hmm. of related. Um, so at one point, Alex says, "Hey guys, the news media is still outside. Who wants to chain themselves to the bike thing?" <gasps> before the any yeah, takers? before the media leaves, anybody? And she runs out. And then the girl that Slater's been seeing, like, laughs and starts to leave, like, hey, Slater, you coming? <laughs> like, she's, I'm like, are you going to go chain yourself to the bike thing? I are mean, gonna... clear, I think clearly what we're supposed to take is that Alex is crazy and went to chain herself to the bike thing because she's immediate attention. Yeah, yeah. But the idea, I think, that we're supposed to take is that they're all actually leaving, but it kind of looks like they're going to chain oh, yeah. themselves up. They're going to chain themselves up, or just, <laughs> like, in mass, like, as fast as they can. For no reason. Yeah, let's go to the bike. I mean, but that's also kids in the 90s. Right. Like, just bleeding hearts, yeah. sadly. I just... Any calls. Oh. Yeah, let's go check. Yeah. Fuck the fucking bike stuff. Yeah. Okay. So then, uh, there's then Zach and Slater, they make up, they have their little moment, and it gets really weird and tender, and we're like, oh, there, some, there's about to be a coming out. 
Well, I'm pretty sure Slater grabs Zack's ass. Well, we were kidding about it because there's yeah, like the, the handshake, and I'm like, that handshake's not gonna be enough. And they start to walk out of the room, and like Zack and Slater puts his hand on Zack's back, and we're like, it's gonna go lower, and it starts to. And then I'm pretty sure he pats him on the ass. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he slaps him on the ass. <laughs> like hilarious. It's it's pretty amazing. Zack also has his arm around him, so it's just you know, so, it's boys being boys. Hey, boys, boys being will, boys. Boys will be boys. Listen, in college, sometimes you just you. Explore things. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you explore your heritage, you explore your sexuality. <laughs> just, you know, it's about learning. And this was Slater's war. He had a victory. Yeah, yeah. His victory was against his friend who didn't realize that he was a different race or that he's gay. Yeah. And that's how it ends, pretty much. We, yeah. we do see a post thing where there was a scene cut out. I can't remember what one of them was, but another one was just a different take on where things get also oddly homoerotic mm-hmm. uh, between Zack Slater and Screech. Couple, oh, a couple things we forgot to mention. Um, oh. There's one point where Kelly seems to be wearing a Snuggie. Yeah, like this weird sweater that's super baggy. Yeah. But it looks like a Snuggie. Yeah, it's bizarre. Also, um, the mi- the mouse um, apparently pees on Screech's hand. Oh. And Screech says, oh, no, I need to go get a towel. And then in the background, I notice Screech goes over to the counter, takes their dishcloth, wipes his hand off, sets it back down on the counter. Mm-mm. There was no water, there was no soap, there was using the towel that they use to clean and dry their dishes and setting it back where it would be used on their dishes again. What the fuck? Well, maybe they maybe they burn their rags every week. I hope so. Uh, every, every day. Every minute. Every minute. <laughs> Just burn them. Awful. Ah. Awful. Shit not, is not allowed. Man. But that's pretty much it, right? That's I mean, it. Who won and who lost, Brad? <sighs> Boy. I don't really know who won or who lost. I don't either. I mean, who lost? Let's go with a, let's go with a downer who first. Who lost? Who really lost in this? Um, Zach is no closer to um, getting into a relationship and or just a casual sex encounter with Leslie. True. Romney. True. Um, He's been in over backwards for this stuff. Zach has proved himself to be hugely racially insensitive. Yeah. And didn't get to go on the ski trip with Leslie. I, I think Zach may have lost overall. Because at least Slater, like, got to take a stand for something and discover something about himself, even if it was in an awkward, really badly written way. Yeah, I think everyone else comes out better than Zach in this. You're right. Zach 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 lost. Zach lost. But who won, really? Mm, Now that's... Because I feel like Slater didn't really win. Nope. Because he had a lot of awkward moments and upsetting realizations about friends. Um, Screech lost a mouse and was freaked out about that. Uh, Leslie Romney was racked with white guilt. Kelly's a thief. Kelly's a thief. What <laughs> a sad job. And a Snuggie. Mm-hmm. Pre-Snuggie days. Pioneering mm-hmm. the Snuggie. Pioneering a lot of new outfits. Yeah. Um, uh, I really Boy. don't know who would win in this. I mean, nothing really... Did, I guess the worst thing is Screech. Screech had to look for a mouse and deal yeah. with his friends, but nothing really bad happened to Screech. I don't really like to think of Mike as winning or losing anything. You know who won? Who won? Uh, um, I, I'm pretty sure that... Uh, what's her name? What did we decide? Oh, I'm pretty sure Doily won. Hmm. It's either Doily or the Chancellor. I love that we reduce characters to Doily or Chancellor. <laughs> the Chancellor won because he bought time. Like, there's not going to be a meaning in no, no, he, Yeah. And now we're going to be talking about the bike stuff. I mean, this is classic the, this uh, is a, Western... Uh, this, is a, this is a classic Empire move. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about it in the morning. Oh, was that this morning? I thought I meant too many. No. The dark okay. side won. The dark side won. The dark side won. He's, <laughs> he's going to be in Yavin tomorrow. He ain't going to be coming Aww. down for the... He's going to send Darth Vader, and it's just going to get bad. He fleeced the Chicanos. <laughs> just like he just like he fleeced the Galactic Republic. Oh, the Gungans. Think about those poor Gungans. <laughs> oh. 
They says that we're gonna have a meeting tomorrow. Oh, Jar Jar, no. No, that's, oh, no. Jar Jar, they're not, no. No. The Chancellor's gonna kill you. If we just agree to give all the power to the emergency power to the Emperor, this agrees to meet with us tomorrow oh, no. at the 930s. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Jar Jar, no. Ah. So, yeah. Oh, damn it. Yeah, the dark, the dark Side won. The Dark Side won. Oh, hell, the Emperor. Damn. <laughs> Saved by the Bell getting real. Yeah. Who knew? Long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, circa mid-90s, <laughs> California. It's, yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Ta-da. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. Indeed. It's a pleasure to do the show for you. It's Absolutely. a pleasure to be here with you, Brad. And Yes. You know, deliver quality. Such a pleasure. Real talk, quality talk. Just just chat. Just chat in a little microphone. Talking to the world. The entire, the entire world. Speaking about chit-chat, ladies and gentlemen, you can contact us via the phone. Brad, how can they phone us? You can call us at 206-339-5894. Put us a message. Yeah, put it in your phone and just give us a holler any old time. It's fine. Anything you want to chat about. Do you want to start a Chicano independent study group, like as a sub-podcast on Ramjack? We'll talk about it. We'll meet at 930. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll meet. I think we have some voicemails, do we, Brad? We do indeed. Greetings, Ram Jack. It's Terry, uh, your squirrel hell liaison. Okay, uh, making my deliveries, and uh, I was informed by a uh, an elderly woman that there is a war going on. This is a serious war, and it needs to be paid close attention to. You hear me? Close attention to. Of course, I am talking about the war on the Ten Commandments. That's right. All over the place, I see these Ten Commandment things. They're everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Apparently, this is in support of the Ten Commandments because there is a war against the Ten Commandments. I did not know this war existed, but it's on, apparently. It's on. Uh, The voice from the other room, the disembodied voice of an elderly man saying it's on. Or, uh, or, it's on! Let's go to the project! Alright, guys. Yeah. Uh, apparently, this uh, this is a real war, and uh, we are the we are the foot soldiers against evil. So, uh, yeah, better. Squirrel Hell really does seem like the worst place ever, right? Yeah. The war on the Ten Commandments. Yeah. We have, have we finished the war on terrorism yet? Like, is that a thing? Oh, well, I mean, Barack Obama still has um, brown children to murder with robots, so I, mean, I, I don't think it's over yet. Can we really afford another national war? <laughs> or <sighs> global war, right? But war on the Ten Commandments, that is horrible. Well, I, I don't know if it's that bad. I mean... <laughs> this means we're not going to be able to cut the defense budget, Brad. It's horrible. Well, I mean, we're not going to cut it anyway because Barack Obama signed the shittiest fucking deal <laughs> because he's the worst negotiator on the fucking planet. How would you fight against the Ten Commandments? Like, did, did they It's not sentient? hard. They're not that good. I mean, they're pretty lousy. Can we go over them? Well, there were also more commandments. Yeah, there's like, like a grip of them. There's a lot of commandments. The ten were just the ones that made canon. I, yeah. And there are also a lot of shitty commandments beyond the normal ones. Um, number one, thou shalt have no other god before me. Fuck off. Damn it. You mean we're not even in polytheism? Ugh. God damn it. Number two, first number one, useless, stupid. Why do we need one god? If yeah. you're gonna, if you're gonna make a religion, have multiple gods. But yeah, don't have any other gods. Fuck you. So that's almost like God saying like there's other gods, but I'm more important. Yeah. It's almost acknowledging other gods, which none of them exist. It's all silly. But is that enough to row up war? Yeah. It's is it enough to have a commandment. 
This is one of this. Listen, God finally wrote down ten things and said, "Humans, these are the things you're not gonna do." First, I'm number one. Me first. I did it. So, so fuck you, God. First commandment, useless. Let's fight a war against it. What's the second one? Number two, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. First of all, what? Silly. Um, so you're basically re- reiterating the first one. Look, don't worship anything else. Don't make any graven images. No graven images, Alex. Don't worship a motherfucking... Listen, I'll make all the graven images I want. Fuck off. Second commandment. I'm on this war. This war sounds great. Um, so far, th- so far, these commandments are bullshit. Number three. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. What does that even... I never understood that as a it's child. so stupid. First off, what is the name of this God? Yahweh? I know. Like, Art Yahweh or Elohim or Elohim, depending on what translation and how far back you want to go. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. fucking matter. Fuck off. Yeah, hey, if you say the word God, that is a generic term. Yeah. I, God doesn't mean anything. It's a fucking word. It's uh, a goddamn fucking word. Yeah, it's supposed to represent deity. So I guess if you use it with the concept of, hey, I'm using the Christian God, but I don't use the word God also, to mean one singular deity. Why not? Yeah. Why the fuck not? Why can I not? What, do you, what, what does it mean, use your name in vain? Now, does that mean calling upon a deity when you don't really need it? Like, hey, look, if you're going to call on your deity, chill. Like, make sure you need it. God, God, I really, really, really want you to get me this skateboard. God, I just need to pass this test on fucking Friday, please, God. Nope. Uh, Did you use my name in vain, you motherfucker? Oh, uh, God, I'm sorry. Nope. Old, I do enjoy the Old Testament God being pretty hard-ass. Like, fuck you. For but at the same time, what? Stupid commandment. I mean, it's dumb. So we're th- three for three. I'm let's. I'm rallying the troops. Yeah. Though I do kind of like the boy who cried wolf aspect of that. Hey, don't say my name unless you mean it. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It's stupid. Number four. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day, the Sabbath of the Lord thy God, in it thou shalt do not any work, thou nor thy son nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy main servant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. God, why are you why are you leading with these rules? First of all, I don't um, understand why these are the first four. First of all, fuck your um work all the other six days. Um, I'll take a five day week. Thank you. Hmm. If I want to work more, that's my business. Um, you don't get a day of my week. Fuck you. Don't make demands. What I can and cannot do work. And my cattle? I'm not going to tell my... Hey, cow, stop working. Stop making milk, cow. Ooh. Yeah, I don't think cows understand your weirdo <laughs> yeah. rules, humans. Cows are atheists. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah, uh, most animals are atheists. All animals. Yeah. I kind of... I don't know about the dolphins, though. If they're given gifts, uh. they might pick up other traits of ours. And the birds, fuck. If they're getting addicted to something, yeah. reli- you can be addicted to religion. So, surely. fuck off, God. You don't get one of my days. You're kind of You don't of get to control worst. what I do So with far, it. you've given me four orders, and they're all shit. And they're not rules. So, you're making my life better. Your four commands. The only thing that you supposedly bothered to write down your lazy-ass self. Look. We are so far, four out of four are complete shit. And we all know that a lot of top ten lists, that's excessive. Most people try to go with a top five list or a top three Mm -hmm. list. And already those three laws aren't enough to govern anything. Yeah. 
And it's all about you. Yeah. Get over yourself. A little vain much? How many Ugh. mirrors does God own in heaven? It's having a mirror. Number five, honor thy father and thy mother, that thy that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Fuck that shit. No. What does my mom and dad have to do with anything? Listen, a lot of people have shitty moms and dads, like me. Also, God, keep my parents out of your mouth. Yeah. I don't want you talking about my parents. You're already trying to control my Sundays? God sounds like a horrible girlfriend. Or like a significant uh. other who's trying to control you. Yeah. Look, you can't look at other women. You cannot look at other women. Also, call your mom. Sunday is our day. Sunday's the day that, oh, you work so hard in the week. Uh, you had to spend Sunday with me. Just do with me. Don't you fucking call me. Look. And you better call <laughs> your fucking parents. You haven't talked to them in a month. Um, your mother keeps calling me, and you need to call her and answer her. Listen. Bitch, she called me two days ago. I talked to her then. Honor thy father. It's a lot of people God. don't deserve being honored. There's what a lot of honor? shitty people in the world. Honor's a weird word to even use, God. Oh, God needs to... Fuck that. God needs to take a... Is God in, in Instagram? Like, do they have the same lawyer? They need to get someone... I think maybe these rules are a little weird. Well, God's an asshole, so... Well, God's a jerk. So, you know. All right, let's go on to number six. Thou shalt not kill. Okay. All Gen right. I'm, Gen I'm pretty good with that one. All right. Don't kill. Well, this is the first... We got to six, granted, and now we're into real but walls. granted, though, when it comes to... I mean, there are occasions when you might have to kill someone. Like, you know, well, if, if, your, life's if your life's in danger, that could, you wouldn't have to kill someone then. So, some people would say, in case of a war, I would say, don't join an army. <laughs> well, we're about to go to war against so, the commandments, but that's a different but, war. Yeah, I mean, um, why would you do I that? I will kill all these commandments, because there's some bullshit. So but that, kill. But that's, so far, we've got one that, we've got one that for the most part, is generally okay. Look, just don't kill. Number seven, thou shalt not commit adultery. F fuck you, I'll do what I want. <laughs> Like, why is it any of your business? Maybe I'm in a shitty marriage. Maybe I would be happier if I'm just sleeping with somebody on the side. True. A lot what about of... polyamory? That did... Yeah. Come on. What if she's into it? What if we have a threesome? Does that, does that count? Nope. Can't For, do adultery. Just get, get the fuck off. Look, you know what counts and what doesn't, Brad. You also no, say You also say stone homosexuals, so, like, I don't... Well, that's not in the... We haven't I, read that yet. Well, we that's not read that yet. That's, like, later down the pike. Um... What is it? The civil laws versus like the commit. Like, oh, there's weird so bullshit. Stupid. These people come up. It's all nonsense. It's not real. Uh, number eight: Thou shalt not steal. Oh, okay. I'm Generally, but yeah. I mean, there are times like what if you like you what need to survive? Times? What do you mean? What if, well, like, what if like the think about the people like in the Katrina that like had no food and were like you know stealing food. Oh no, they should have died. They should have just starved to death. Ugh. No, there. I mean, what is stealing in that kind of situation? Also, like, there's a moral gray area there. Yeah. Um. There's always a moral gray area in everything. Oh, of course. Which is why these commandments are fucking ridiculous. Besides the ones that are super ridiculous. I mean, yeah, the ones that didn't make the canon here. Right. Um, so we got two that are kind of okay for the most part in most yeah. situations. I, I mean, generally, don't kill people and don't steal things. I mean, that makes sense. Generally okay. Also the shortest. Yeah. Just get to the point. Hey, All right. don't steal. Number nine. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Don't lie? Don't be lying. Um. Maybe, maybe say just don't lie. I, don't I, be dishonest. I, I can't. I don't know. If I'm gonna agree with that. There's situations when lie. Well, it depends. I, I bearing false witness against your neighbor would mean that you're lying. Um, for I guess malicious intent. It's implied, but it's not necessarily. Well, I mean, okay. It's if it's implied. I mean, let's. I don't. I don't believe that anyone should lie or be dishonest maliciously. I mean, we know people like that are compulsive liars. Sure, I mean, sure. that's just ridiculous. I, I would now, say to, to, this is really a, this is a hugely gray area. To lie to spare someone's feelings? Eh? Oh well, then sure. sure. I mean, yeah. we, I don't know a single person who doesn't yeah. lie. 
But to lie again for the sake of harming others or being dishonest for the sake of harming others should be a given, though. I mean, again, just put it to for don't the most lie. Part, for you the get most it. Part. Like, I understand what the gray area is. But well, what's, what's what do you mean for the most part? Like, when would I, you lie for a malicious purpose? I, I mean, I'm... I mean, I'm, I'm drawing a blank at the moment, but I'm you sure... You would never lie for a malicious purpose. Well, are you saying malicious? I'm not saying necessarily malicious, though. Well, that's but, what I'm saying. So, well, yeah, from the context yeah. of that, and malicious, sure. sure. For the most and part, And like yes. I said, other instances, sure, lie, but you should never lie to harm another human being. Right. But I still, still say, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor is too vague. It needs to be lie sometimes, but not all the time. Hey, pedal your soft pedal the lying. Maybe just, use your judgment when lying. I'm just saying that's not as clear cut as not killing and not stealing. Ooh. I'm more cool with not killing and not stealing than this business about false witnessing. Why are we bringing lies into this Ten Commandments? All right, ten. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, nor shalt th- not cover thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Why not? What, what do you mean by? I mean by, by wanting wanting something that you don't have can cause, cause you to strive for betterness. Well, a lot of I guess people try to interpret this in the fact that they say, well, they mean the actual thing. Like this ties into the other things of don't steal and don't commit adultery. Like, no, I don't want my own wife. I want your wife. Or, hey, that's a nice ass. I want that ass. Or zebra. I want or, that ass. Or rhinoceros or whatever other <laughs> our animals. Our maidservant, our manservant. Like, well, first off, why are we... So, okay, so no slaves didn't make the top ten list? Yeah. How about no slavery, God? What about that? I covet all you want. I don't see any fucking problem with it. Again, I think you're interpreting it in a different way than... I mean, all of these are interpreted differently. No, what if it is like your wife? Like, oh, gosh, his wife. Man, I want his wife. I want his... What's wrong? I mean, what's wrong with it? Well... It may not be the most uh, great use of your time. True. But what's Um, wrong uh, with it? I Well, it depends on what you mean by wrong. Now, should it make a top ten list? Should it make a list with not. not killing and not stealing? Well... Okay, we could cut out all of these and be like, okay, these are not the top ten list of things you should and shouldn't be doing. These are the only things that this magic sky god bothered to write down, supposedly. Again, in the original stories, there were a lot more than ten, and well, sure. these were the ones that they kind of curated. I'm just going with and their there is like stupid a weird, mythology. And there's a, well, there's also a different interpretation than what you're bringing to the table, which I think is very interesting, the fact that you don't go the same way that a lot of uh, people who, I guess, um are in the know of how the Christians would interpret it. Uh, Because to them, certain of these things are different. But also, they interpret it in a weird, modern way. Let's pick and choose things. Yeah. Because this was also specific. When they said, do not kill, they meant don't kill other people that follow these rules. You could kill other people, fine. Like, you could murder people who weren't of your, Mm -hmm. like, um, I guess, I was going to say, race isn't really the word, is it? I... I, I, to get into that, not of your culture. Right. You can kill people who aren't, yeah. you know, Jewish or Hebrew. Oh, yeah, you can kill them all. You want Midianites? Yeah, fuck them. Oh, you yeah. should probably abort a lot of their kids, too. Genocide, all yeah, the way. just kill them. Don't lie to other Hebrews. But Midianites? Fuck them, bastards. I'll tell them a lie all day. No, it's over. The water's over that ridge. <laughs> oh, was it? Oh, was the water not? Uh, I'm sorry. The water's in that on that mountain. you got to lie to the Midianites. They don't know what's up. I'm saying full out war on the Ten Commandments. Fuck this shit. It's kind of weird. Like, this is terrible. Like, pe- these people that are saying that these are the things, we, we need these things in front of our courthouses, we need these in no, our schools, no, because no, no, these no, no, are the no, no. laws that will guide us into being a moral people, Alex. That's what people are saying. I definitely think people who are religious who think 
um, well, no youngs have to think this unless they've been like brainwashed because these are horrible rules. Yeah. I, I definitely love stuff like in the secular humanist movement and like especially even atheists. Like I think in Dawkins' book, he talk, covers the Ten Commandments uh, in the God Delusion. Um, that's awesome. And they're like, duh, these are stupid laws and rules. Yeah. Why would we ever follow these? Even back then, these are primitive rules. Yeah. Um, again, for the most part. And there's a lot of gray area. Um, we need better rules. And I think we've kind of found that. Yeah, clearly. We didn't need it. We did it on our own. Thank you. Yeah. Goodbye. Ten Commandments suck. Yeah. War. War on the Ten Commandments. I'm all, I'm there. I'm joining the war. The first army I will ever join and support. Army against the shitty Ten Commandments. Get them out. Get them out. I'll support you as a troop, Brad. I'll, I'll put a ribbon on the back of my car, and I'll sing songs, and I'll, I'll think good thoughts about you. Support the troops. Support the troops, y'all. Freedom and free. Freedom and free. War against the Ten Commandments. If you want to be free from this bullshit, you better support the troops. Get a magnet on your car ASAP. It's the only way to support us. Also, maybe oh, get man. together with some people and put some shitty canned goods in a box and mail it. <laughs> That's the other thing you do to support troops. Don't, like, pay for them, like, to have rehabilitation when they get home from the war or anything or or uh, support, um, you know, any measures that would, like, pay for them to go for s- to school and get a real degree. But make sure you send them some canned goods and put a magnet on your car because that's what they need. Yeah, that's what America does. Like it on Facebook. Fuck America. <laughs> there are other ways to contact us. Ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. That's our email address. Send us an email. You can hit us up on Twitter at ramjackpodcast. Visit our website, curiosityabounds.com slash ramjack. Gotta enjoy those tags on every episode. Indeed, it's five times. I often look at the tags first and then go back and watch the uh Well because by the time the, the episode comes out, it's been a while since we've recorded it. Oh yeah, we can record episodes two weeks in advance mm-hmm. sometimes. And sometimes break them in half into <laughs> other episodes because we recorded for almost four hours. Me and Brad just gabbing. Just gabbing. Just, Get us together and uh, we just don't stop. Just can't stop. Um yeah. Find us on iTunes. Leave us an iTunes review. Please. We need those. We need those reviews. Guys, if you haven't done one, just put a little time in. Put a five stars and then say, hey, I like this. They talk about wacky antics. Yeah. Join the Facebook group for crying out loud. Seriously. That's a fun time. Guys, I don't use Facebook except to go to the Facebook group. Same here, really. That's well, the only that place I talk. inviting people to parties and stuff or accepting party invites. Why else would I use Facebook? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want fucking, like, random people that are Facebook friends to comment on things. I want to leave, like, links and articles and discussion topics to people I trust. And that's you guys. Because I trust you people. You, if you listen to us, then I feel like you, you got to have, you understand what's going on in the world. <laughs> I don't trust random people on Facebook. They post all kinds of dumb shit. Like, I like guns. Guns are good. Fuck President Obama. He's trying to destroy America. Well, he's not the chancellor. Like, calm down. <laughs> we know what evil is. Yeah. We know what... Plenty of reasons to, to dislike Barack Obama. Like, tons of them. Trust. Plenty. Plenty. None of them have to do with, like, really light reform on guns or really shitty, lame sauce healthcare reform. Yeah, I mean, I love. I mean, there's this terrible negotiating. There's, <laughs> there's like his his we his inability to to do anything that that doesn't help Republicans. Um, I mean, oh, his um, uh, you know, continuing the Patriot Act. Uh, just, I mean, the warrantless wiretaps. I, I mean, tons of reason. Uh, killing all the brown people for the hell of it with robots. Uh, you know, you can hate Barack Obama all you want. Hate him for the right reasons. And feel free to do that in our Facebook group. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And remember, guys, um, if the Chancellor asks, 
These aren't the Chicago's you're looking for! This religious friend of mine, uh, arguments often end with him telling me that I'm not very open-minded. Um, and because he's my friend and I respect him, I've written him a song. Uh, it's called, If You Open Your Mind Too Much, Your Brain Will Fall Out. <laughs> Which I think is brilliant. Uh, it's so, so clever. Um, unfortunately, I didn't come up with it myself. I, I read that in a book. Uh, so to avoid copyright issues, I've given it a subtitle, uh, which is Take My Wife! <laughs> if anyone can show me one example in the history of the world of a single psychic who's been able to prove under reasonable experimental conditions that they are able to read minds and if anyone can show me one example in the history of the world of a single astrologer who's been able to prove under reasonable experimental conditions that they can predict future human events by interpreting celestial signs. And if anyone can show me one example in the history of the world of a single homeopathic practitioner who's been able to prove under reasonable experimental conditions that solutions made up of infinitely tiny particles of good stuff dissolved repeatedly into relatively huge quantities of water have a consistently higher medicinal value than a similarly administered placebo. <laughs> and if anyone can show me one example in the history of the world of a single spiritual person who's been able to show either empirically or logically the existence of a higher power with any consciousness or interest in the human race, or ability to punish or reward humans for their moral choices or that there is any reason other than fear to believe in any version of an afterlife. <laughs> I will give you my piano. <laughs> one of my legs. And my wife.